Mishnuala, noble listeners. Welcome back to the Talking to the Joy is Gone podcast for the very last time in 2020. I am your somewhat bloated, mostly just relieved host, Rooney, and sat virtually opposite me. I am the fat, bloated, unco- uncomfortable spirit of Bob the Elf. <laughs> To be honest, if you're listening to this when it goes live, mo- you're, you're probably all feeling that bloated, uncomfortable, yeah. slightly greasy feeling that comes from just eating shit for like a week straight. <laughs> oh, I wish it had started with with Christmas Day, but it didn't. It started on the 23rd when I did yeah. a, a giant pizza hot pizza in less than 10 minutes. And Jesus. most of a side of fried chicken because it came in the deal. I mean... <laughs> And then I had a Chinese on Christmas Eve because that's tradition. Then um, I had basically my mum cooked Christmas dinner for four and I ate like three dinners in one. (laughs) Just all the food we had when we thought we were going to be enjoying Christmas like with more people. I've been munching my way through it relentlessly and there's still no end in sight. I I just want a salad at this point. I just... (laughs) A piece of fruit and some salad, but I'm surrounded by chocolate, cheese, <laughs> all this stuff that's just not good for me. We we started like you say on the on the on the twenty third. We yeah. ordered like large pizzas and again in the deal it came with like various sides and shit. Yeah. So we ate all that and then we finished that up for like lunch on the on the twenty fourth. And then on the twenty fourth we had a Chinese with my mum and sister. You'll love this, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so at five past seven, Christmas Eve, via a very famous ordering online website that everybody uses, Snoop Dogg, we're looking at you, um, we ordered this Chinese food, like 60 quid's worth of Chinese food for us. Yeah. At 10 o'clock, it still hadn't arrived. Fucking hell. Where we did you order from? Uh, I don't want to name names because it turns out it wasn't actually the restaurant's fault. It was this famous ordering online delivery service that had screwed up. Yeah, okay. Somebody say, where's my food? Yes. Yes, we did. But they didn't answer us. And the restaurant had its phone unplugged. So we got to half past 10. And my sister was like, none of us have eaten. She's like, right, I'll find somewhere that's still open. The only place still open and delivering at that point was Domino's. Oh, really? So So we were like, fuck it. Order order Domino's. So we ordered Domino's. Dropped another 30-odd quid on pizzas from Domino's. Yeah. Ten minutes later, the doorbell Chinese rings. Up. The Chinese turned up with a very apologetic driver. He was like, you're really sorry. He's like, the whole system crashed, so our orders have been delayed by hours, and now we're yeah. just getting like bombarded by threats from people that haven't eaten. Five minutes after that, the pizza turned up. Because oh, as, soon as, the pizza, as soon as the Chinese arrived, it was like, quick, quick, phone them and cancel it. And my sister was like, you can't. It's already out for delivery. Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. And then, obviously, Christmas Day. We had we woke yeah. up, had Smarties for breakfast, and then a Christmas dinner. Again, my mum did the same thing. She'd bought like enough. She'd bought a, there was a turkey that fed twelve. Yeah, there were four adults and a six-year-old. <laughs> well, we were meant to go to my brother's for Christmas, until obviously it all got cancelled. So my mum was like, "Don't don't worry, I got a leg of lamb in the freezer. We'll have that." But this was a huge leg of lamb, and there was two of us. <laughs> and then she went nuts and bought enough vegetables for like five, five, six people, made 
more roast potatoes than you can ever imagine, considering she doesn't really eat them. So they all <laughs> came to like she was just it was the most in I'm used to anybody that's eating in my house or eating my mum's food will tell you that like <laughs> it's double portions always, yeah. especially Christmas Day. But this was like quadruple portions, and I <laughs> I don't like leaving food. I'm <laughs> I'm a greedy fuck inside. I do not like leaving food, so I finished it. I literally finished it. We washed up. I went to bed for an hour because I was in pain. <laughs> and then I had to go out and walk for 45 minutes just to kind of get my body like yeah. it was it was freezing out there. And there I am at like seven o'clock Christmas night. <laughs> the streets are like 28 days later, and there's just me me plodding along trying to walk off this just horrible, <laughs> uncomfortable, bloated feeling. And then she's like, oh, I made the tiramisu. Do you want some? And I was like, I can't eat again till Monday. I can't eat anymore. Uh, we um, me and, me and me and the commander took the dog out for a walk last night. Um, on the, on the way back, obviously Boxing Day, we'd just been eating like shit. It was just nothing but but sweets, sweets and cakes all day. Um, what, what was it I had for breakfast this, yesterday morning? It was something ridiculous. I can't remember, but it was basically like chocolate for breakfast. Um, and as we were walking back, I was like, oh yeah, I meant to grab some of the turkey off of off of nanny and i was like oh i could phone them when i get in i was like or oh, i can see their front door from here because we're walking down their street right now so yeah. i went and knocked on the door and i was like i want, I want some turkey so they was like oh right well here you go here's a sli- here's like a chunk of turkey so they dumped that in there in a bag for me and then she was like oh you didn't dr- finish all the rum there you go you can have that and they basically feel like you know one of the big yeah. like bag for life shopping bags yeah, they basically filled that up with stuff because my mum had done the same thing. She would yeah. bought to feed like eight or nine people for Christmas dinner and sort of Christmas night yeah. and then didn't end up using it. So she was like, oh, we'll have some of this because we're not going to eat that. Oh, here's some sweets we got. Oh, here's some coke. And I just went back and Amy was like, you took the dog for a walk and you've come back with a bag full of shopping. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm as confused as you are. <laughs> my mum, my mum's all over that. Like I, when I lived, before I had to move back here, I lived like three houses down. So... Mm. I'd be constantly popping around there just to check in on there, see if she was all right, or drop the dog off, or pick the dog up. Yeah. Could never leave without something. Yeah. Every time, oh, I got you this. Oh, I got you this. Or, oh, oh, I bought this. I don't like it. You have it. Like my brother comes to visit us and goes home with a bag every time. <laughs> it's brilliant. At what point in mom school do you think they get taught that lesson? Like, if your if your know. children turn up, they can never leave empty-handed. You farm <laughs> everything you don't want in the house off on them. But talking about, like, Chinese takeaways, my experience wasn't anywhere near as bad as yours, but we always order from Lucky Good Friends. No, not Lucky. Lucky is the chip shop that we used to meet at when I was a teenager. Um, New Good Friends, sorry. It's down by the Heart and Club pub. Always, We've been ordering there for, like, 20, 25 years, always. Every Christmas Eve, you call them up about the same time, like half five, six-ish, put your order in, half seven, it's there. This year, we're called for like 45 minutes, couldn't get through. So we jumped in the car, we drove down there, got there, there's about eight people waiting outside for their dinner. I finally get in, well, no, there's a sign on the door that says two people at a time. There's somebody at the counter ordering and somebody waiting inside and six people kind of milling around outside <laughs> waiting for their dinner in the fucking sub-zero conditions it was. Yeah, it was chilly. So I stand at, I stand in the doorway. I stand basically 
to the side of the doorway so I can keep an eye on the woman at the counter and the guy and make sure when one of them leaves, I can go in and place my order. This fucking woman just walked straight past me. Straight <laughs> past me, into the place, up to the, like, up behind, right behind the woman at the counter. And then, like, she orders and she sits in. And then, so now there's, like, three of them in there. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, you are way too polite. Christmas yeah. Eve or not, that bitch would have got both barrels for me. <laughs> No, I just, I kind of just stepped. I was like, well, look, she's fucking done it. I've got, there's, she's set precedent now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I just stepped into the shop and I made sure I was right behind her. I, I was no mood for an argument. And then I sat there in there for 45, 50 minutes. And finally <laughs> they called me, called my name. And my mum was like, like half asleep in the car outside waiting because <laughs> she'd driven. Because even though I said I'd go, I'd go on my own. She's like, "Well, parking's bad. I may have to like drop you off and come back." And I was like, "Yeah, it's a good idea." <laughs> but yeah, she's like, she's like half asleep in the car. She's ex- exhausted. All possible possibilities of entertainment on her phone, and I'm just like <laughs> half asleep. Don't want my food anymore. I'm so over it by this point. I'm frozen. <laughs> uh, and then we ordered enough to feed four, and so again, I ate that. It's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just a constant barrage of food that's bad for you for like at least at least three days. Yeah, which is not normally that bad because at some point you know you're going to be going somewhere or you'll be seeing people or other people will be having to take responsibility for eating some of the food. (laughs) Yeah. But at the moment, like aside from like a dog walk here, a dog walk there, like I'm doing no exercise. I've watched so much Christmas after finishing the advent. The way I did, <laughs> I felt I needed to like realign myself with what Christmas was. So I've to been watching a lot of Christmas cheer, my <laughs> festivity. Since I've I, I've released the Grinch back and he's gone, like he's not a part of me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've, I felt like I had to indulge. So I watched both parts of the Hogfather. Oh, I watched that the week. <laughs> then um, I would do, I did my ob- obvious Christmas tradition of National Lampoons. Then we did the B list. Christmas tradition, which was Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> that's, that's it. Literally, I've been watching sport and Christmas shit while stuffing <laughs> my face for the past three, four days. It's just, I am a wreck of a man right now. <laughs> I just want to eat a salad and go for a run, but I've become so lethargic that I don't think I even could. <laughs> the thing is, well, I've been, I spent like the last two months, whenever I've been out, like getting shopping and stuff, it's like, Oh, I'll get that for Christmas. Oh, I've nice. got a cupboard downstairs, literally dedicated just cupboard. to stuff for Christmas. And that's about the stuff that like we've picked up over Christmas. Yeah. And my mum gave to us bloody yesterday. Um, so I've sort of like I've started distributing it around the house. There's a box of celebrations open on the side on in the kitchen. The coffee yeah. tables in the living room have all got a little selection of sweets and biscuits on them. I'm desperately trying to get it eaten so that like sometime in january we'll actually be able to get back to sensible food because otherwise at this rate you know it's gonna be lockdown three and we're still gonna be fucking eating bloody fucking stolen <laughs> no, i i was um responsible for the cheese board this year because it's my thing that's the thing i love most about christmas <laughs> is you get through all the other food and then right at the end of the meal there's the cheese board so i was like look you're cooking, like to my brother, I was like, you're cooking Christmas dinner. You're not really all that fast about cheese board. I'll take care of the cheese board. So I went, we went to Costco. Mate, we've got enough cheese to feed an army. 
I've got <laughs> we had Stilton. You always gotta have one blue on the cheese board, whether you eat it or not. Uh Yolsberg. I bought this box of six different British cheeses. So we got Red Leicester, we got two different types of cheddar, we got a smoked cheddar, we got a double Gloucester, we got cheddar with truffle in it. I got and, and then I bought and then after I put that in the in the trolley, I look, I see this like um Wookiee cave cheddar like matured in a cave and i was like gotta have that oh, yeah. so that went in there as well uh, we got <laughs> a massive brie uh, mate so much cheese because i thought it was for multiple people yeah. and now it's like i'm just like every time i open the fridge i just see this mountain of cheese and i'm like i love it but i don't love it that much like <laughs> it's too much for just me to work so it's like cheese balls three times a day going to be for the rest of the week i think just wake up <laughs> cheese ball for breakfast cheese ball for lunch <laughs> cheese ball for dinner and then that's it. I'm, stuck, uh-huh. I'm sort of stuck in this 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 really uncomfortable equilibrium at the moment because it's like before christmas i was like right after christmas i need to go out and do a big shop because yeah i was like i don't want to do it before christmas because there's going to be all crap in the house anyway so we we kind of ate down the, the the supplies we had stashed away in like the fridge and the freezer yeah. and that. So now in there, you know, sensible food wise, we haven't really got much. No, we it's... definitely don't want any more bloody takeaways. So it's a case of like, well, we don't want to keep eating shit, but I also don't want to go out shopping yet. <laughs> and we've got no real food, so it's kind of like, yeah, are you you're hungry? Um, have another pack. Oh, some munchies over there. Go and yeah. eat them. <laughs> You want you want snack something refreshing? There you go. Have some after eight mints. <laughs> Minty and fresh. <laughs> I'm on a one man mission to get all the Christmas food eaten by New Year's Eve because then oh, on January first I can I can get up and I can go for a run and I can. I don't yeah, think I could manage that even properly. Well, way too much. <laughs> I have I have regular bouts of pain where there's. I have regular bouts of like that Sunday afternoon. I was trying to explain this to my mom earlier. The Sunday afternoon at Reading feeling where you've been there since Wednesday. <laughs> you've eaten nothing fresh or organic for all that day. You've just poured fucking alcohol on top of junk, shitty junk food that's going to just bind you up. And you get yeah. to Sunday afternoon and you sit, you watch all the day people walking around all happy, looking clean, and you're there looking like fucking shit feeling like your insides are just like cement yeah <laughs> that's how i feel i have regular bouts of pain but i'm, I'm i don't care i'm on a mission i need I, to I start about, here properly you like you get back from like the, the the festival and over the course of the next two to three days you lose about yeah. two stone worth of compacted shits <laughs> it was because it was always like this bank holiday monday that you would come home my yeah. mom would always cook a roast so like we'd have our sunday roast on the bank holiday monday so i'd get home i'd get clean i'd yeah. have a little nap for like an hour or so because i barely slept for five days and then i'd eat my mom's roast and then i guarantee three four hours later i was like the relief would start coming as i started <laughs> making regular trips to, to the bathroom <laughs> since i'd like you know introduced some vegetables into my life I love how, love how we're, we're ending, like, the, the 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 shittest year of my life, like, talking about shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're it's literally it. talking about our yeah. post-festival um, movements <laughs> to round well, out 2020. 
we're meant to be reviewing 2020, but there's not a lot really to review. So let's just talk about Christmas. People can relate to that because other people, people out there are going to be bloated, bloated and stuck in the house, not being able to like work up the appetite to, to eat the food that you know they're going to eat. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I haven't actually felt hungry since about the 22nd of December so far. Yeah, I haven't felt you hungry. You get to that been... point, sort of like. I normally get to a point about sort of 11, half 11-ish, yeah. like on a regular day where I'm like, oh, getting hungry, must be nearly lunchtime. And then it's like, yeah, go and have some lunch or what have you. Um, or if I've been busy during the day sort of thing, you get to the evening, you get to about sort of like half four-ish and you start thinking, yeah, I could just go for something to eat right yeah. now. I haven't actually felt even peckish I for the last felt, like week. <laughs> I haven't felt hungry since I finished that large pizza. Yeah, from that yeah, moment it's on, it's like it's as soon as you just, feel space. <laughs> yeah, from that point on, I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat, but like, there's there's just there. so much shit. So everywhere I look, there's food. So and it's not going to go if I don't eat it. So I've got to yeah. eat it. It's the conundrum. It's like um, where, where my where my my armchair is in the living room. There's a yeah. coffee table either side of it. Both of them at the moment are loaded with with snacks and sweets and biscuits and shit so it's like i'll just put my drink down oh let me just move this box of sweets out of the way to put the drink down it's like and then you do that thing like you do with a with a pick a mix you fill it up and you you get the chunky ones in there and then when you're down to like the last centimeter of space at the top you start putting in things like chocolate raisins and smarties and you shake it so that it all filters down and fills in the gaps that's where i'm at right now with 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 snacking <laughs> chocolate raisins are up there with dairy milk fruit and not like they're the two greatest things in my life when it comes to sweets <laughs> i can eat chocolate raisins till the fucking cows come home i can't even look at a chocolate raisin my mum informed me this morning i've gone through three bags already since oh, christmas Eve. because just like you said right in our house we've got the two sofas right <laughs> my mum sits down one end of one and i sit down the other the, the other end of the other but right next to where i sit because oh, the dog has the best seat in the house, the one right in the middle. Obviously. That's the yep. best view of the TV and things. <laughs> but right next to where I sit regularly is the table with all the shit on it. So it's nowhere near my, my mum, but it's right next to me. So I'll be sitting there, not even feeling hungry, and suddenly I'll just get this whiff of chocolate, and I'll just reach over. And before I know it, I've, yeah. I've had about eight mouthfuls of chocolate. Oh, I didn't need or didn't want. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, it just does it on its own, doesn't it? It's like yeah. possessed. Chocolate Brazils, <laughs> chocolate raisins, chocolate peanuts, um, <laughs> and chocolate almonds. They're just so many of them. Just, well, me... And every and every time I put a dent in it, I come back and I sit down <laughs> another time, and my mum's refilled it. And then she's like, she's like, do you know you've eaten three bags of raisins, and nearly a giant bag of um, chocolate Brazils, two bags of chocolate peanuts. I'm like. Only because you keep refilling it. Stop filling like, them up. <laughs> You're making me giant and fat. It's your well, fault. Well, at least the, the, the raisins count as one of your five a day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean the chocolate, not so much, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Like, I can't wait till about mid January when, like, my body is digested all this shit and yeah. uh, I get back to normal. It's going to be I keep, so. I keep, like, I keep looking at my sabers in the corner of the room and thinking, I'll go out, I'll go out and I'll do a session. I'll go out and do a session. And it's like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit chilly. Oh, I had a late dinner. I better not go out now because, yeah. you know, 
getting indigestion. Oh, oh, I've got to do this thing over here. And it's just like, I ain't done it. Like you said, I walked the dog uh, yesterday. And yeah, that, that's basically it. <laughs> even the dog's starting to feel it now. Like she's got even lazier. Like where she's just been eating all kinds of like extra food the past few, like our food the past few days as well. We've like, don't disclaimer, we're very good about like what she can and she can't eat. But she does eat a lot of human food. And but mm. even in the last few days, she said she's just looked, at, she just lays there and just looks at me like, I feel bloated like you. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to walk. And I'm like, come on, we need to walk. We, we need, need to, to do that. some form of exercise. And she just lays there just looking at me like, I can't, I can't possibly do that. Well, the, the, the sun's nice. out. The sky is blue right now. It's one of those nice December days where it's, it's brisk, but not yeah. like bone chillingly cold. So once we finish here, the dog and the child are coming out for a walk with me because he's driving me insane because he's been, basically trapped indoors for the last yeah. week and a half in sugar eating yes eating yeah. naught but sugar so he's practically he's like you know one of them super bounce balls yeah you did that like in a in a, in a stone hallway just pew, 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 pew. yeah that's basically what he's like at the moment i just want to throw a disclaimer out there earlier on you mentioned going for a chinese with your mum and your sister and we all know you went there for christmas anybody listening that doesn't understand the context of the conversation <laughs> Rooney is in the carer bubble. Yes. My right. mother is disabled, so I am part of her care network because so, Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, I don't I Just before anyone hate. starts phoning up the old bill going, yeah. Hey broke quarantine or some shit I've like said that. Some heinous shit on this podcast and I've never had a comeback, but you know this will be the first time someone's like, I couldn't spend Christmas with my family, but he did. Quick, get him. <laughs> on that note. How many people do you... Well, I've got two questions, right? First one, how many people in this country do you think actually abided by the rules? Secondly, mm. how many people in real life do you know that broke the rules? Um, I think I only know one sort of one, one group that I know who actually broke the rules. Again, I'm not naming names, but I know they were planning on going ahead with their christmas plans anyway because they were yeah. like it's two households who see each other regularly anyway so they decided fuck it um i know a lot of other people who were were thinking about it but i don't know if they actually did um but yeah i can't i can imagine there was an awful lot of people who decided fuck this and just did it anyway which yeah whilst i, I don't agree with it i cannot fully understand it <laughs> it's, yeah it's one of them places where i'm like look i did i did the right thing out of a sense of like in three months time when they announce another lockdown because the vaccine isn't getting out quick enough or because the numbers are rising whatever i'll know it's not my fault yeah because i know that i abided by the rules so i'll know that i haven't got myself to blame therefore i can judge other people and judge <laughs> i will but like i know for a fact i know people that were just like no, fuck it. Let's just carry on as normal. Like, yeah. and to a degree, if I felt I could could have got away with it, there may have been a bit of a a tug of war inside me. Do I do the right thing? Do I just go and do it? But I knew, I knew that I'd probably we'd probably get in trouble if we went to my to my brother's house for yeah. Christmas. 
because yeah. he's he's got some pretty um dickhead neighbors so yeah. i didn't run the risk so there was just no choice if the choice was there i like to think that i would have made the right decision but who knows my, my sister did say um for christmas day when we got when we sort of got there she said um that she'd seen some people earlier that morning down her her road who were all sort of furtive, like secret squirrely, yeah. trying to fucking turn up out of the car with bags and arms full of presents, trying to sneak into somebody's yeah. house. They turned up apparently like really early sort of thing. And it's like, if you're going to do it, just fucking do it. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying like, to sneak around like that, I, it's not going to work. We went out on a dog walk. We took the dog out for like the biggest walk ever Christmas morning for like two hours. The amount of people I saw just out and about with presents and stuff. And yeah, they could have been dropping them off at the doorstep or yeah, they could have just been popping by to say hi and uh, buy them by yeah. the rules. But the amount, the sheer amount of people I saw out and about is worse. Is, Cause like it's worse than other years that I've gone out other years. Oh, yeah. I, you barely see anyone now. Yeah. Everyone's out there everywhere you go. There's fucking people. And I'm just like, you're not all just coming out for a Christmas stroll no. within your bubble. No. Uh, there were a lot of people. I saw an awful lot of people um, just just out bimbling around just yeah. aimlessly yeah. Christmas Day because they're like, I can't see anyone. I can't do yeah. anything. So they're just out yeah. roaming the streets. It's like, wow. Basically <laughs> us for like two hours just walking the dog, just like, yeah. <laughs> I need to work up an appetite to eat my dinner because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a, I'm still full of pizza and Chinese, and I don't want to eat. And Ian's <laughs> the fun part of Christmas. It's the only thing we got left this year. So yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, person, like in I know of a situation, a certain situation, where I think it's really selfish that the people that I know did what they did did it because. Do you know what? I'm not going to be able to talk about this without throwing people under the bus. So let's move on. <laughs> I, was, I could see you. I could practically smell the cogs burning as you tried to work out a way to frame this that wouldn't name names or, or frame anybody. <laughs> I just think, like, it's, it's all well and good if you're having someone in your house, if they're old and lonely and vulnerable. Mm. I'll tell you what, I'll say this. This is what I'll say. If somebody's old, lonely and vulnerable and you're in their caring bubble, then yeah, they're allowed to come to your house. But when they're refusing to come because you've also invited your kids and they don't <laughs> want to put themselves at risk and you leave her at home, that's fucking selfish. Very, very fucking selfish. Okay, I'll say that. There we go. That's my... Right. That's, <clears throat> that's my two cents on, on that's that. His two, that's his two penneth worth. Now we've we've reminisced for like like half an hour or something. Um, so we're now, we're now going to reminisce about 2020 as a whole. Which, oh, okay, as we decided or as we discovered, sort of when uh, well when, when we sat down this morning to start recording this, um, there ain't really that much about 2020 we want to reminisce about. But we figure even if this is a really bloody short episode, you guys have had over the last month 28 um effectively episodes from us between the advent and our regularly scheduled broadcasts so uh 
yeah, you're probably a bit sick of hearing our monotonous droning. So I, this will be I a short one. I imagine they are. I imagine they are. So this is our this is 2020, a year in review, as seen by Touchig. Now, shit. <laughs> shit, basically, yeah. Really short episode. Bit fucking shit, weren't it? Bit naff. <laughs> Everything got cancelled. It's not like, like... I imagine our viewers, you could sit down and be like, oh, I've got a great memory of going to this festival or, or I went to this gig or, yeah. or this happened or I went to this party. No, everything no. was cancelled. I have Nobody no memories. Anything. No memories aside from <laughs> being locked in my house watching telly. That's it. No, wait. No, there was that, there was that, that weekend, that Saturday that you came over between oh, the yeah. lockdowns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you sat on my living room floor and got drunk. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> as mostly seen missing so i don't even that, that is a good memory the bits i remember yes yeah that, that like that was it that's just like i haven't i haven't seen any of my other friends like at all in 2020 basically <laughs> i did see one of them in in a in a supermarket the other day but um he had arms full of shopping and i had arms full of shopping and i was trying to do the shopping in my lunch break so i I confess now I avoided him because I was like, I didn't have time to stand there awkwardly balancing my shopping, uh, having a chat, trying to catch up on like the last nine months, because I was like, the longer I spend in this shop, the less time I get to actually eat before I have to go back to work. (laughs) At least you have a logical reason for ignoring people when you see them in public. I just do it. (laughs) I I, I won't lie. There are some people that... We we actively avoid if we're out. Oh, well, we used to when we were allowed outside. Yeah. Would we would actively avoid if we saw them in a in a shop. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've seen you and Amy up in the town before and just kept my head down. Monster! You absolute yeah. monster! Just like if I'm in a rush or I'm just like having one of them. I don't really want to talk to people. Days I don't want to be here. That's just every I'm... day. That's just your life. Yeah. No. My <laughs> nine nine point nine times out of ten, if I see you and Amy, I will make sure. We make eye contact and I at least come and say hello. But yeah. there have been one, once or twice I've seen you and been like, oh, I've got, got nothing to say. I'm off. <laughs> I just keep my head down. But other people, yeah, I do it. I do it constantly. If I see someone I know, then I'm nipping into the next shop, even if it's like, I don't know, something I do not need. I'm going to pretend that I'm busy looking at, I don't know. <laughs> just in the centre, looking yeah. at the bras. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, bright orange this isn't hussy at all yes Ooh, I think extra <laughs> lift mm, just what the puppies yeah. need <laughs> oh a thong yes i don't have <laughs> lines anymore yeah um but yeah at least you've got a logical reasonable understandable reason for it i'm just a i'm just it's not sociable bastard you grinch yeah. <laughs> well Sorry. in keeping with keeps turning itself on in the background possessed um, while i was waiting for you i was doing what i've been spent the last three days doing which is <laughs> watching old episodes of only, only fools and horses on uk gold and then i got into one and then it was <laughs> it was time to record so i paused my tv but now it just it seems to have been paused for so long it just keeps on pausing itself it's, probably... it's funny right there's you watching watching a, a tv series which is what 30 years old yeah possibly more than that actually um and then just before Christmas, uh, obviously, uh, the, the, the noble listeners remember that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gamer. Um, and just before Christmas, Steam started their uh, 
like Christmas winter sale. Yeah. I was browsing through it after I got paid and I was like, oh, and they had a couple of games on there. One of which is, is relatively new and I hadn't played. One of which I bought, I bought Dawn of War, which is a, a Warhammer uh, RTS game that was released yeah. in 2010, perhaps. Okay. Um, I downloaded it. It came with all the DLCs and the add-ons and everything. And yeah, over this festive period, that's the only video game I've played. It's 2020. I'm playing a 10-year-old video game. <laughs> and before that, I was playing Skyrim, which is like a nine-year-old video game. <laughs> I think like we're in a time now, the especially it feels like the past three or four years where nostalgia is king. Everything yeah. is is geared towards nostalgia and i totally understand it i mean only falls and horses reminds me of my dad so when i sit and watch that i've it's nostalgic brings back good memories brings back good memories of him calling me a tart as a kid get up you tart you're not hurt stop being a plonker (laughs) shit like that yeah playing playing dawn of war when we got that i was still living it must be older than 10 years because we got that one i was still living at home and I remember me and my dad both playing it and bitching about certain missions. And I remember standing behind him when he was playing it, saying, no, you're doing that wrong. You need to do that first, then do that. And he goes, look, fuck off. I know how to play the game. I bought it, remember? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't know how to play the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2020. 2020. Do we do this without talking about COVID? Or do we just... I mean, it's, it's kind of unavoidable. But in keeping with... With our established format on the show, oh, I, managed yeah, to, yeah. I managed to find some trivia. There's not much Exciting. because most of it was just massively depressing. Like, huh, this many people died yeah. um, and shit like that. So, this many people lost their jobs. <laughs> exactly. This percentage of people had a rise in mental health issues. Um, <laughs> the elf yeah. died. And it's just the whole year was just shit, really. I avoided, I avoided depressing figures like that. So, yeah, there's not many of them. In fact, there's only three. But I thought they were quite interesting. The number of fun things that got cancelled in 2020. Just all of them. There is no number associated with it. It's just what got cancelled? Every fucking thing. Apart from Donald Trump's rallies, but no one really cares about that because that's just cleansing the gene pool. Um, (laughs) So, 2020. By the time it concludes, uh, like next Friday, is it? Or next Thursday? Thursday will be New Year's Eve, so Friday will be yes, yeah, exactly a week after Christmas. So Thursday yeah. will be New Year's, yeah. You so, should know probably, it's, I, it's your fiance's birthday. Yeah, I know the date. I don't know what dates. Like I said earlier, I, I'm already in the Merineum, yeah. which is the slang word for the awkward bit between Christmas and New Year. I have no fucking clue what day it is today. Not not to be confused with a perineum, which is the bit between your balls and your bones. That's the pun, Stephen, yeah. and you just kind of ruined it by explaining it. <laughs> I've never heard it before. Oh, right. I'd never heard it until this morning when I saw it online, but I thought, that is perfect. That yeah, is. is perfect for describing this awkward bit in between. Um, yeah, yeah, now I think about it, it makes complete sense. I don't yeah. know why I felt the need to explain that. <laughs> cut that out. Cut it out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, by the time it concludes, uh, at the end of next week, 2020 will have contained... 53 Wednesdays. Oh, we've got interesting facts. That, that is interesting. How comes 53 yep. when there's 52 weeks in the year? Because of the awkward way that the months are spaced out and the stupid fact that it's seven days rather than a sensible number like five or ten. See, I knew that. <laughs> I just thought you'd have an eloquent way of explaining it. 
No. Um, my eloquence, like I said, I've eaten too much sugar. My eloquence yeah. has gone out the window. Um, it will also have contained 13 full moons. Okay. I was going to include the dates, but I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm being total honesty at the end of the year. We're we're at the end of, of a shit year, and I just couldn't be bothered to write down the date. has fully taken hold of you. Yes. You're worry, lucky I'm, I'm even talking rather than just yeah. grunting into the mic right now. Uh. Um, and my final fact <laughs> there were 13,451 recorded earthquakes of a magnitude 4.0 or above in 2020. Really? Uh huh. Being in a I non. Living in a non-earthquakey part of the world. That's a technical term, kids. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> what that means, kids, is we live in a place where earthquakes rarely, 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 rarely ever happen. Um, and when they do, all it does is knock over your gnomes in the garden. Yeah. My perception of earthquakes is that they're they're quite rare and they're quite devastating. But it turns out there's been 13,000 plus of them this year. So... Yeah, and that's just above four because anything below four is largely yeah, ignored really because it's yeah. it's just too quiet. So wow, if yeah. you start looking at that, they bloody must earthquakes be are pretty prevalent, right? There must yeah. be places in the world where they're doing earthquakes like every other day. Like I, don't know. I mean, I guess it's, I know California has a lot of earthquakes, but aside from that, I think from what the figures I saw earlier, do I still have that open? No, I don't because it was on the other computer. That's why it's not open on this computer. Um, that's up by like I think about thirty or forty from last year. But last okay, year, okay. Was... So the end times surely. Well, up. no, because the year before, um, last year was actually like a hundred and something less than the year before. So oh, okay. It's just randomly. It depends how gassy the Earth is. I think. Oh, it's not a sign of the apocalypse. No, no. Because <laughs> no, okay. for just most depends. of this year, here's my review of 2020. For most of this year, I felt like the apocalypse was about to happen i felt like <laughs> just everything that could possibly go wrong in the world was going wrong like natural disasters covid everything it just felt like the end times were coming i felt like one day i'd be out walking the dog and i'd look up and i'd see the four horsemen just yeah. flying through the sky and i'd be like oh it makes sense this is not a shock yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, about time guys I mean, boris and trump go. were both in power at the same time the end times surely nigh, right? Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? But I felt like doing a bit of a um, Rorschach and just getting a like <laughs> the end is nigh sign and just standing up the town with it, just <laughs> letting everybody Not know. Gonna lie, there has been a there has been a temptation to do something similar to that. Yeah, just dress as a plague doctor and just walk around public <laughs> places with a sign saying "Repent, the end is nigh." Yeah. <laughs> The leeches won't save you now, you know, or other sort of uh, old medical terms. Trepanning, three and if five. If you're wearing a plague doctor mask, the better sign to have is the end is nigh. Die with an orgasm. Sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, mutty bastard. Oh, there were a few earthquakes this year. That's... So, yes, there were quite a few earthquakes. <laughs> there were quite a few Wednesdays, one more than we would have expected. Yeah. And 13 full moons, which confused me because I thought the lunar cycle was, was basically monthly. 
yeah, somebody brought this to my attention. That did you know there's a thirteenth? They discovered a new sign of the zodiac, a thirteenth sign of the zodiac. Yeah, so I saw that so, the other day, and it, it basically shifts everyone's by like a couple of weeks. Yeah. around. Whatever the new one is, I am apparently. I always thought I was Sagittarius, but I can't remember the name of this new one. It was months ago. Um, Dildoicus. Dildoicus. Yeah, I am It's the star sign of Dildoicus, which is definitely you all over. If you were born at 11.55 on December 4th, (laughs) you are whatever you just said. You were born under the sign of the dildo. Yeah. The phallic star. (laughs) The the, the sign of the marital aid. Because that is the best description of sex toys ever. Marital AIDS. I mean, the fuck? I thought that was that thing you caught where you just got really boring yeah. and, and you know started buying deck chairs. But right no, at the beginning, do you think right, that, that was their marketing strategy? It was like, you know, if, if you need to like reignite the spark in your relationship, bring a marital aid home and then you can what? use it. Well, now it's very nice. much like if you're single and you, and you miss having orgasms, we got a fuck ton of things that you can use to give yourself a, a get, different. Get this one. Different Picks up AM, FM radio plays yeah. your MP3s. It's got RGB LEDs. You can remote control. It can be controlled by some geezer in Azerbaijan if he's on your fucking Patreon. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, some of them are insane. The I know because Wish keeps fucking suggesting them for me. If you, if you keep buying them, they're going to keep suggesting. <laughs> them, aren't they? No, we were discussing this. Um, because I don't, if anyone else, in case people haven't used it, wish.com is, uh, it's basically an app or, and or a website where you can buy this stuff straight out the, basically straight from the factories in China. Um, so, uh, some of it's not <laughs> All right, Trump, Jesus. <laughs> Going on about the Wuhan flu over there. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I fucking love a bit of Wish, especially when I first discovered it, because stuff on there was dirt cheap. But the thing is with Wish, right, especially on the app, is it just shows you uh, a picture, which is usually some sort of promotional image for whatever this product is. Yeah. And most of them, you can get a fair idea of what it is just from looking at it. But some of them, you look at it and you're like, what the ever loving fuck is that? So you tap on it, it opens it. And about 90% of the time, that thing you couldn't identify is some kind of weird sex toy. Yeah. Um, I've never been course, on there. This is this is eye-opening for me. Oh, it's it's insane because then they have these really weird algorithms that basically track what you click on, not what oh, you yeah. buy, but what, oh, you, what click you click on within their app. So of course, uh, when you start, it's all it's just a random assortment of stuff, and the more you use it, the more stuff you view, the more refined it gets. Yeah. It goes in waves because there's a lot of Dragon Ball stuff on mine because I've been t- clicking on a lot of Dragon Ball stuff recently. If you click on one of these things, that's an adult thing. The app sits there and it's, it's little AI goes, ah, they clicked on a uh, fucking ah, pair of vibrating rubber lips. So they clearly want to see uh, crotchless underwear, latex cat suits. And I can't open my Wish app at work or anywhere near my child because it's like I open it up and it's like you'll have fucking Dragon Ball hoodie, uh, a Gundam figure and some other random like technological shit and then all of a sudden it will be some like inflatable sex toy that looks like a pig <laughs> with with dildos for ears or something and you're just like the ever-loving fuck seriously you find i go in and i click on random bits of clothing or or household stuff 
just yeah. so that it kind of so rinse out the dirt yeah. from my algorithm. It's just insane. I need to cleanse my algorithm. I need to cleanse my wish palette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a discussion I didn't, I didn't I didn't think we'd be yeah. having this episode. <laughs> I'm a bit scared of going on wish, so I've never been on this. It's great fun because you can go on there and it's not not so much now. Prices have increased slightly, I think, yeah. because of changing and trading partnerships and shit. But you used to be able to go on there and you'd like you'd order five or six things um, and they'd cost like a quid each or something. Then you'd, you'd, you'd spend like a tenner and you'd wait a couple of months and you'd get all this stuff come through. And because you could just do it idly, just like click, click, click and it orders and then you close the app and forget about it. And it used to take like up to three months for stuff to arrive. Yeah. So you'd order this stuff, and by the time it arrived, you completely forgotten about it. So it was a surprise. You're like, <laughs> I'm really excited to get my latex catsuit, vibrating lips, <laughs> and and I'm like ball gag. And then three months later, they turn <laughs> up, and you're just instantly like, I'm gonna have the best afternoon. <laughs> this is gonna be the best Wednesday lunchtime ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of. I got just got a couple of sport because I rack my brain for memor- memorable things from 2020. <laughs> and I couldn't think of any, so I got memorable a couple of sporting, things. sporting, positive sporting things. So I'm going to throw them out there, and then we'll just move on to whatever because I need to say something. So Gareth Bale coming back to Spurs after seven years at Madrid, it hasn't quite clicked yet, but that was a memorable moment. And a hell of a tan. Yeah, Tom Brady. He's just got stupid hair now. But aside from that, he's got stupid hair and he's half the player he was when he left. So let's <laughs> not dwell on that with being positive. Um, and Tom Brady leaving the dynasty that he helped create in New England to come to my Buccaneers and to get us to the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. That happened last night and that was a memorable moment. <laughs> I remember it because as I was sitting there watching us clinch a, a 47 to 7 victory, I thought, yes, this is memorable. For the first time in 13 years, going into the playoffs, I can follow my own team instead of picking another team, which would normally have been the New England Patriots, because more often than not, they would win. And I'll, and once once my team had had a, an embarrassing losing season, I wanted to back a winner. So. <laughs> <laughs> But now I get to back Brady and the Buccaneers at the same time in the playoffs. And the final is at, you all love this, the final was at <laughs> our stadium, um, the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. You, what, what you'll love about the stadium is that at one end, like they took all the seats out and Ooh. they just built this huge pirate ship. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, this pirate ship. People do kind of stand on the pirate ship to watch the games. But I think they're the really rich people that can get the pirate ship tickets. Um, <laughs> but whenever there's a touchdown, like, all the cannons go off. It's like Disney World theatrics. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, they're my two memorable sport things for the year. At one point, Spurs were top of the league as well. Not anymore. We're like eighth now. But um, aside from that, <laughs> like I said to you, aside from that and starting the podcast and The Mandalorian, I can't really think of much. Like, yeah, like there's memorable moments. Like the first time Trump did a press conference on TV, it felt historic. Like when the whole country come to a just stopped to watch this afternoon press press conference, it felt historic. It felt like unprecedented. It felt like this is a memorable moment. But 
nothing positive, nothing fun. No, nothing I, I, I was struggling. Um, yeah. As I said to you earlier, the other night I couldn't sleep, so I was sort of laying there thinking, trying to think of, of positive, memorable things this year. And I really, really struggled. So yeah. I, I did some, I did some snooping <coughs> around on the interwebs, um, and I've, I've got some, some dates uh, and things. Basically, I, they probably not positive. Some of them are neutral. Some of them are probably a little bit negative. But we'll cover them anyway, just yeah. as a, as a prompt, um, and just because this was 2020, and you can't only look at the positive because 2020 didn't really have many. Um, no. So anyway, I, I, I think I. Well, I intended to do them all in chronological order, yeah. But then I didn't. So um, it starts in January, on the thirtieth of January, okay. when the World Health Organization declared COVID nineteen a public health emergency of international concern. Followed sometime later, that is the sixteenth of March, by the UK's <laughs> lockdown one point So, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we let's face it, that if if you had to pick one thing which is which has defined 2020 it's covid19 which i always think is hilarious because oh, yeah. obviously it says 19 rather than 20 but yeah <laughs> um, that's that that defined this year didn't it, it in more it ways le- than one it leaked into everything like there were parts of the first lockdown where i only knew one like when the when the lockdown first started i knew one person that had, had it and i didn't really know them they were someone i've been working with for like four days mm. Um, and then throughout the whole first lockdown, although I could see the changing of the world around me, like it was just like 28 days later, there's like no one anywhere. Yeah. When that slowly morphed into lots and lots, seeing lots and lots of families out for their one walk a day, the whole yeah. family together, which I, which in my, it took COVID, but I thought that was sweet. A lot of like, mm parents out with their teenage kids because it was the one day they could the one time they could go out yeah. in a day and i saw a lot of this it looked it was quite sweet it, it warmed my grinchy heart because it felt like families were coming together but it also felt like the whole country was coming together and abiding by the rules but still didn't know anybody that had, had it didn't know anybody that had died of it it kind of felt like i was hearing about it constantly yeah it had, plagued every part of my life because suddenly i'm working from home i'm not not allowed out of the house all this other shit but i hadn't been affected by it it wasn't until Mm. midway through lockdown 2.0 that it spread through my family and i was like oh now i really feel like covid is impacting on my life but there are some people out there i just want to shout out this one person i know that works um for the nhs she told me that uh, it was horrific and she nearly wanted to quit her job. So I just want to say props to you for sticking it out and doing the Lord's work. Props, as part, props and to, the rest of the NHS as props well. Props to the NHS in general, because, I mean, they are, well, I mean, they save lives every day, but they're doing it in ridiculous circumstances these days oh, with yeah. just like horrendous numbers of, of you know, patients coming in with COVID-19 and just the regular stuff they're having to deal with anyway, understaffed, underfunded and largely underappreciated. I think there there was a, as much as the constant moving of the goalposts affects all of us, I mm. think it really affected them because it, from my limited understanding, it feels like they'd go into work not knowing what, what was going to happen yeah. that day. 
not knowing where the goalposts would be, and it was a constant having yeah. to adapt, having to adapt every day. Whereas, like, we did, because the rules got changed every... At one point, it felt like every three or four days, the rules got changed. Yeah, about once a week, they were changing yeah. what you could and couldn't do. And I feel like the general public had a hard enough job trying to deal with their life and mm. keep an eye on the news to know what the new rules were. So it'd get to the point where people were like, oh, they changed again. What are they now? And then that person they've asked would be like, oh, I don't know, like six people? We're allowed to meet with six people? Yeah. And suddenly that was how the message was spreading. It was becoming more and more confused. But when you're going into work every day, like in life and death situations a lot of the time, and the goalposts are being moved every day. Yeah. It takes it takes it takes very strong very capable amazing people to continue to work under them circumstances yeah so big up the nhs and, and big I, up I, everyone that came out and clapped because although it it did by the end feel like we were paying them lip service and just yeah like the first time it was a real moment it was a real like <clears throat> heartwarming like almost had a tear in my eye because it was like the whole country was just like, no, we appreciate you. I'm glad it stopped when it did because it was becoming. It was becoming. It was a. It was a dog whistle, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was like you said, lip service by the end. Because then, like, <laughs> what was it? Like less than a month later, they they announced pay freezes for the whole yeah. fucking NHS. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. So it really was. That was your pay rise, guys. Was having yeah. us stand on our doorsteps and clap at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's not even get into the politics of why. We're not, we're not gonna, no, I was going to say something then, but I've decided like not the to heroes, say it because... The heroes of 2020 are not getting a pay rise. But there's fucking people out there that are profiting from the pandemic yeah. who are richer than ever. Like, it seems like within the first month of the pandemic, it was, we need to personalise masks and sell them online. <laughs> And I'm really annoyed because I bought a really cool mask off of a, a, a seller on Etsy. And it seems like they just bought in a bunch of stock, customized these masks, sold them, made their money and just shut up shop because they've never been on again. And it's the most comfortable one I've ever worn. Then people, the people that started businesses and then claimed on the furlough scheme for stuff mm-hmm. they didn't even have. Like I, a lot, there's a lot of shady money. There's a lot of dirty money changed hands in this year and yet the people who are out there fighting for the health of the nation every day don't get they don't get shit nope it don't sit right with me no so uh yeah that was that (laughs) that was 10 percent of all profits made this year by touching will now be going to the nhs so check how much we made on t-shirts that's about three quid right um for buying them ourselves yeah, I was going to say, hang on a minute. The only the only people that have bought touching T-shirts are us buying them for ourselves and buying them for the competition winners <laughs> way back in, like, fucking June or something. Don't worry about so, it. Tomorrow I'll get one of them oversized checks for 30p. <laughs> go, up, go up to Princess Alexandra and just hand it over to the first member of staff yeah. you see. I'll be there to take a picture. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see if we can get it in the paper for some positive press. <laughs> We'll get escorted off the off the premises by security. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there was one good thing. Okay. 
uh, that came out of obviously this this COVID stuff, uh, and that happened on May the twelfth, which uh, will be a very important day in the annals of human history. It was the day the first episode of some shitty two-bit smutty podcast was released. <laughs> Jesus, May the twelfth. May the twelfth. I, I had I logged in today to find the the, yeah. the, the release yeah, date. Right. That first episode, which was the twelfth of May. Um, it feels like it's a weird feeling because I feel like I've been doing this forever, but at yeah. the same time, I feel like we haven't. I feel like that time has gone so quick although i feel like we've been doing it forever it's weird isn't it it's a yeah. weird feeling yeah it's something that i feel like yeah. a veteran podcaster that's had their entire career flash in front of their eyes in about five minutes it's, it's a weird <laughs> well, to feeling. Be fair, this this is episode 34 this is the 34th yeah. week in a row we've released something not to you know have my ribs removed and suck my own dick here but we said we were going to do it every week. We have done it every week, come hell or high water, up to now. Um, and we're planning to continue doing this throughout, yeah, it'll be unbroken throughout the next year as well. Um, until yeah. until this time next year, when we will be, we will be enforcing <laughs> our annual rule of the only week we take off is, is what would you call it? The, the, the Merineum. Marineum? That's it. <laughs> yeah. We, then we make most of this because this is the only one of these episodes we're doing, the awkward yeah. bit between Christmas and New Year, because we decided this morning we are doing this next year. We will take a week off. So yeah. you'll only get 51 episodes next year. Sorry, guys. If you well, want a review of 2020, go listen to any other podcast or watch any other TV show <laughs> or read any kind of magazine or film, um, paper, I mean, because there'll be enough of them to sate you. That will probably yes. be more informative than us being like, it was shit. I mean, we could still do a review of the previous year for our first episode of the new year. But, you know, <laughs> we needed something for this episode this year. So this yeah. is what you got. <laughs> um, it's touching as I've said this before, and it sounds a lot loftier and more pretentious than it actually is. But it changed my life in a way. It kept me grounded. It kept me responsible. It kept me like I made a... I made a pledge to do it every week and we've done it every week. I'm really proud of that. Really proud of the mm. fact that not only have we done it every week, it's always come out on the same day. We've never had to kind of put it out a day or two later because life got in the way. We've yeah. always found a way to make sure it was down the right day. We completed it. However good or bad you feel it is, <laughs> we completed the 24 days of the advent like on time every single day, like been really quite professional in the most unprofessional way the possible. Unprofessional. The actual product really itself. Quite, <laughs> yeah, is unprofessional, but in the way that we've actually gone about distributing it and running Totjig, it's been incredibly professional. Yeah. we've. Like, we've I'm shocked. I'm quite proud personally. of it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are, there's somewhere between, uh, 1500 and 2300 of you out there who agree with us to at least some degree because you've listened to us over the last 34 weeks as so yeah. i've just got the stats page up now yeah. um and that's streams i mean streams are at nearly two and a half thousand excluding spotify yeah. uh listeners oh, again yeah. excluding spotify we're at fi- we're spotify at nearly 1600 spotify still haven't fixed it sort it out guys we, we still have 2020 was the year that Spotify were like, 
No. We're moving into podcasts. Yep. We're going to give Joe Rogan all the money. We're going to get all these top podcasts. And they can't even figure out how to do that. No, they still haven't integrated with like any of the, the third-party providers. You can still get it. I mean, obviously, people, people are listening oh, to us on in. there. Yeah. But you have to go and view those figures separately. And I don't. I can't be bothered with that shit. So, um, yeah, uh, there we go. That was our little um, blowing smoke yeah. up our own oh, asses I, section. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know what? The amount of podcasts, I think I've said this before. Like, when I first started Instagram, we got followed by a lot of podcasts. Just yeah. random podcasts. Or just started following us. The amount of them that no longer exist mm. is shocking. Like, I've... a lot of them, like three four episodes then the first lockdown ended and it was like oh okay we'll be back with a season two at some point never seen or heard from ever ever since there's there's a lot that i joined uh, quite a few uh like facebook groups and shit like that uh for podcasters and stuff when we set off because obviously like we had no idea we'd never done anything like this before so we were kind of winging it and i was looking up finding out how other people were doing similar things um, and yeah, there were an awful lot of people. There was like this massive wave where about two or three weeks into that first lockdown we yeah. had in the UK, um, where everyone was suddenly like, oh, right, yeah, we're doing a podcast, blah, 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 we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And yeah, they've, like I said, they've all just kind of dropped off and, and disappeared. Yeah. And they're just not, they're not there. They, they made so many single episode podcasts oh, yeah. where people had all these grand ideas. Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. They put out one episode and that was it. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not besmirching them. Oh, God, because, no, because you know, everybody had to find a way through lockdown. If yeah. starting a podcast was your way of just, you know, conversing with somebody outside of your house, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keeping yourself sane, then so be it. Like, I big up anybody that, that makes even one episode of a podcast. Oh, I think yeah. it's great. As, as we've discovered, it's not, it's not as straightforward i suppose i i just assumed you know you see these podcasts or you listen yeah. to these podcasts and it's just like, oh yeah they just they just sit down and and talk but sitting down and talking and keeping that conversation i mean it hasn't been a problem for us no. um i can see it being a problem for us when we start recording things that can actually be listened to by our family and colleagues rather than this smut fest yeah, <laughs> my whole my whole plan with that my whole kind of view of that is this podcast is about it's about us right it's all about our personalities what we like what we find funny what we find interesting what tickles us and makes us want to talk about it on the podcast like you know time (laughs) traveling trump and stuff like that it's all about entertaining the two of us and then, by extension, the Space Monkeys. And then if anybody else outside of that... Anybody else is listening it, to that. It's a bonus. With the new stuff, I think it will be a case of stripping 90% of the personality away and then really honing in on what it is that we're there to on, talk on the about. That point, for, yeah. I mean, th- that, that, is, that is kind of our oblique way of announcing that there, there are new podcasts from us and our friends on the way in 2021. Um <laughs> some of our friends don't realize that yet yeah. but <laughs> they don't realize that they've been put down as co-hosts and guests and shit but they have <laughs> but with their i'll say i'll say this much to people that i have i have earmarked and have ideas for all got involved in the advent 
there's not a single person I have an idea for that wasn't involved in the advent yeah. in some way, shape, and form. So <laughs> I'm hope I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that, that they will do the things that I would like them to do. Um, but that's the thing. Like I'm really excited for 2021. Like especially now, Christmas is over. The Grinch has gone away. Like <laughs> there's definitely been a shift in energy. I'm really excited about 2021. Like I don't think we're gonna get any any kind of normality back for at least six months for at least the yeah. first six months i think we're all going to be in some sort of lockdown until everybody has been vaccinated but once everyone's been vaccinated i can see i just think the world's going to go mad i think once they say right oh God, yeah everyone's vaccinated you're all free to do whatever you want and get back to normality again the world's going to go mad everyone's going to be out there licking so everyone's much. eyeballs eyeballs anuses it, <laughs> my it tongue is gonna go really. on an adventure yeah <laughs> i just think it'll be so many gigs there'll be so many shows there'll be so many festivals everyone holidays everyone's just gonna go mad yeah. and i think if i can if i can use the first six months properly then by the time we get back to some kind of normality and we can start sitting in a room together recording this podcast and you know exploring all the other ideas in the same room if i do the work now i think by the time things get back to normal we'll be ready to go we'll be ready to like pedal pedal to the metal and really kind of take the second half of the year by storm so that's brace my your, focus brace yourself, folks because you're going to be hearing our voices in your ears a lot well maybe not because you might not like our new podcasts but uh <laughs> yeah You'll be hearing Touching, but there will also be other oh, things you'll listen to. Oh, going away. Touching is like the place I come where I can say anything I want, do anything I want, try all my weirdest <laughs> ideas, as you found out towards the end of yep. the advent. This is like yep, the wild west, of, wild west of podcasts, <laughs> where I'm free to just indulge my, all my weirdness and all my uniqueness. That won't be ever be stopping, because this is like therapy. <laughs> but... I don't want to work for other people anymore. So I really want to push this as far as I can take it and see if there's some way that I can supplement. Give give us your money. Yeah, basically. Pay some people out there, bill. give us your money to, to do things that we like doing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> fed up fixing computers for idiots. Um, fed up being put in offices with people I don't want to be around. <laughs> Bye, Frank. So, uh, I have I have another 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 big event. This was a slightly depressing one, but I haven't written down. I actually have some figures for it. Um, the Australian wildfires, which you know actually started in December nineteen. Yeah. Um, None of these have been positive yet. No, I know. Like I said, there wasn't much positive shit in twenty twenty. <laughs> no, no. um, but they obviously Australia was like literally on fire for the first part of the year. Uh, it destroyed forty seven million acres of land. Oh. Uh, killing at least 34 people and god knows how many animals <coughs> i don't want to think about the animals i mean we you should really many, if you can tell me how many people died all day long and i won't bat an eyelid but the minute you tell me <laughs> some animals died i like oh. really we should have taken that as a bit of a you know a, a heads up as to how the year was going to yeah, go you know, australia you, is felt, on fire <laughs> it felt it felt like the apocalypse was coming i'm telling you with everything that came, came out of that, it yeah. really looked like the apocalypse. Yeah. Like literally, f- just red sky, twenty-four, you know, darkness at noon, sort of thing. Some of them yeah. were insane. I kind of, 
you said it, it was December one because I remember New Year's Eve last year and that was all like there was kind of they were cutting from yeah it's New Year's to uh, Australia is still burning Australia back. is on fire yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was an angry emu I think it was like uh, a revenge from the Great Emu War one of the, some splinter group of angry emus decided to to take the fight back to the humans and and just started setting fire to shit next time the listeners want to judge me on my santa versus grinch war just remember rooney just pulled humans versus emu war out of his ass no that was a real thing look it up what there's no war between humans and emus there was a 1912 it was a long time ago uh, basically, Australia decided to declare war on emus because they were, I don't know, they were a nuisance or some shit. They were fed up with them. So they tried to kill them and it went horribly wrong. And the emus basically won the war, which is why they still exist. Huh. And how I comes thought... everyone knows that emus will fuck you up, sport? I thought you were just like making some shit up. No. Man. Wow, no. I've been scold. I know it sounds insane. It I sounds insane. I always thought it was like on these internet trope sort of things, but no, I, I saw an article on it the other day, and it was it was actually a real thing. And it, I don't think it went quite as catastrophically as uh, China's uh, war against the sparrows, but it did go pretty badly. It sounds that's like an episode the... of South Park, is what it sounds like. I know, I know, yeah. but it, it was a real thing. So there you go. Um, go and go and Google that shit because no one's got anything else to do at the moment. Uh. <laughs> Except eight, apparently. Um, eight and read about the emu war. Yeah. <laughs> Australia is such a beautiful country. The idea of it burning down. It's not even it, real. It, yeah, well, the reason yeah. there was all those fires is because someone on the back lot um, flicked out a cigarette and it, it yeah. set fire to the whole set. You know, Someone in uh, Costa Rica just wanted to <laughs> let the world know what was going on. They Like a, a whistleblower. So they set Costa Rica on fire, but Apparently, everyone bought into the narrative that it's still Australia. <laughs> oh, it was supposed to be the season finale of uh, Australia, the series, but um, it, the numbers peaked. They decided they could eke like at least another season out of it. But to be fair, they haven't done much with it since. If we are in a simulation right now, <laughs> what must the people watching the simulation think of? humans who just can't get their shit together long enough to just <laughs> to do get anything. rid of this virus yeah <laughs> did you ever play uh sim city as a kid uh, maybe once or twice but i have no memory of it well really. my, my my fellow nerdy loser uh people who who didn't really do much as a child will will probably have the same fond memories i do where you could load a city a pre-built city yeah and then turn on the natural disasters and it would basically do things like, uh, depending on which version of it you had, there was a there was a Godzilla attack, there was a okay. alien alien attack, you know, alien invasion, and then you had the more mundane things like tornado and earthquake <laughs> and wildfires. I think you know someone in in the simulation is just has just up, uploaded the yeah. uh, natural disaster DLC, the pandemic DLC, and they're just trying it all out. The thing is. They downloaded this new DLC, Natural Disasters DLC, and they decided to turn them all on at once. So it's yeah. the 13,000 fucking earthquakes, a pandemic, the fires, the fires <laughs> you know, not just in Australia, oh. obviously. The US was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the ridiculous world leaders, the, the oh, world leader DLC was installed. 
I got. I actually thought of another positive, memorable moment. Quick, quick, because we're on a we're on a real downhill slide here. Black Lives Matter. I had that. Yeah, I have a, a note on that. That was just the fact that it rose to prominence. Yeah, I think and it's, it's a real positive. I don't think anybody's quite figured out how to take it from protests on the street to actual change change yeah but like i've said in this pod before i don't think we will see the impacts of that much like during lockdown when they would change the rules and be like we'll tell you how this works in three weeks (laughs) i don't think we're gonna see the the positive impact of the black lives matter movement um for 20 years yeah it's but right now because right now there are a lot of people in the world that are just anti the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. When they all die out. And they will die. Oh, yeah. They will all That's die. That's only more threatening than I intended. But yeah, most yeah. of them are old, uh, obese, or just retarded. So, you know, Coming they're going to die. The Diary of Mando Rooney, as he <laughs> hunts down anybody that has <laughs> even the slightest um, resentment of the Black Lives Matter movement and murks them. Um, (laughs) i think yeah i'm just thinking like 20 years when today's kids because it's all about education it's all about kids learning from an early age like we're all equal just remember that right when all the people spreading the opposite message have died off today's kids will grow up in a world where it it won't be a thing of the past but it will be much much diminished Yes, it diminished a lot. And I think when their kids grow up, it may become a thing of the past. When Cody has kids, when uh, your great great grandkids will probably probably live in a world where it won't BLM won't need to be a thing anymore. BLM won't need to be a thing because the emus will have risen up and taken over the world yeah, by then. Yeah. So we'll all be working in their wait, what do emus eat? The emu food mines for our, uh, our feathery overlords. BLM was around it was around for years before the oh yeah incident it's like but that one incident that one incident kind of pushed it made it yeah. like made it that so was the it, spark that was yeah. the, the spark that lit the the, the current the, the current blaze and on the 25th of may that yeah. was oh my god shortly after we started a podcast Shortly start after oh, we started no. podcasting. Maybe we were the final now in the coffin for a while. We were we were the instigators. I mean, you know, I don't want to take uh, take all of the uh, the acclaim for starting the Black Lives Matter movement, but uh, yeah. clearly our, I am a founding father. After <laughs> our our um, interview of a vampire episode, where they lived on a on a plantation. A plantation. That was it. <laughs> the world revolted against us, and. <laughs> That's what, that's what, I mean, a little known fact, but that's what um, George, Floyd, uh, George Floyd was actually listening to in his car um, <laughs> before the old Bill pulled him over and, you know, killed him. Uh, he was listening to episode one of the Touch Jig podcast. It's been hushed up by the Illuminati yeah. because, you know, they don't like us. They're, they're, they're coming down on us. They're trying to keep us hidden, suppress yeah, we us. Because we keep revealing their secrets. Time traveling <laughs> Trump. Time traveling uh... Trump. <laughs> The the Australia Costa Rica thing, like <laughs> we're not buying in. Like we're the ones that are saying the five G thing is is not real. Like the Illuminati have really got it out for us. We're they like have public enemy number one. I've, I've, they've, 
I've given up counting the black helicopters that follow me whenever <laughs> I leave the house. It's just <laughs> the highlight of my year was the first black helicopter. After that, it just got creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I was like, wow, someone noticed me. It was cool. <laughs> after I mean, that, now it's, just... it's fun trying to spot, you know, which ones are which, because you've got the uh, obviously the Illuminati up there. Yeah. Um, You've got the government agencies, their helicopters getting in the way. And every so often, the Disney one swoops by just to make yeah. sure we aren't mentioning any of their properties anymore. <laughs> Why do you think we're so positive about the Mandalorian? Like... <laughs> I keep finding mouse ears on little tombstones dotted outside the front door. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just keep finding little little like stacks of rocks outside my front door. <laughs> so, see, it's either Disney or the Blair Witch. They're both out for us. Oh, um, hey, you keep talking about Disney. I'm going to fuck you up, boys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's genius. <laughs> right. Any, um, anything else on your list? Of oh, yeah. I've got, I got, I got some stuff here, mate. Um, the, we, we can't forget um, April, April 2020, when King John Un was replaced by a robot slash clone slash actor. Uh, slash pod person um, after he missed a whole bunch of official events, including the big public events commemorating his grandfather on April 15th. I've just seen a North Korean helicopter join the helicopters outside. There we go. What North Korean one? Is it pedal powered? (laughs) (laughs) It's powered by despair and propaganda. (laughs) Yeah, it's powered by the... (laughs) I can't even say. Yeah, 20 days after that, he reappeared um, and uh, supposedly suppressed all of the uh, the rumours of his severe illness yeah. and or death. However, in August, it was all kicked off again when a South Korean official claimed to have discovered evidence that the latter appearances were all faked and that Kim Jong was actually in a vegetative state in a secret bunker slash hospital somewhere in North Korea. With I mean, Tupac and Elvis. And... <laughs> to be honest, if he did die, there is, an, as from what I understand, if anyone knows more about North Korean hierarchies than I do, there's no immediate successor for him. Is so Elvis, the state, not? No, I don't think so. So the the country, you know, it's it's a fucking. Um, it would be free from tyranny, is what you're telling well, me. I don't know if it would be free because there are numerous generals and other government officials who would want to step up, but it would basically be a mess. And the current uh, ruling class would end up probably going to war with each other. So they would lose their standing, basically. It would be a perfect time for us demonic Western powers to swoop in and uh, contaminate them all with, you know, things like enough food and, you know, freedom to actually, like, talk. Electricity. Question your superiors. Oh. Electricity for the masses. You know that sort of thing. Here you go. Have, music. Have Netflix. <gasps> have Netflix. Boom in your face. Um, when, you, when you really think about it, right? We got people in this country fucking taking to the streets and marching because the country's trying because the government are trying to protect them from a fucking pandemic and yep. telling them to stay in the house. In North Korea. You've got no rights whatsoever, and they're just getting on with it because obviously yeah. the fear of being killed if they don't. But like, it just goes to show you how lucky. Yeah, really people in this country are. are all like. Uh, <laughs> Amy was reading something earlier. Um, so it's on 
uh, Twitter. She seems to get into an awful lot of uh, Twitter arguments with stupid people. Um, and there was someone on there going on about how you, I was talking about the rates locally of infection rates for, for COVID in yeah. Harlow, because we apparently are horrendous. Oh, and yeah. it was the numbers are high enough that they gave it a breakdown by area within Harlow. Oh, and apparently okay. um, Church Langley, uh, New Thingy and Old Harlow, that whole best. little crescent yeah. there are the worst. And someone was like, oh, they should be ashamed of themselves. Worst in the worst in the town sort of thing. Um, I don't think anybody in this town can stand up and say I'm proud. Catherine's apparently is the is has the lowest numbers, but it's like, mm, well, you know, that's not really much of an accolade. Like that's like saying you're the least gross STI. Yeah. Um, plus Catherine's. Um, <laughs> and someone was all like, oh no, don't report it. If you get it, don't take a test. It's all being used to to oppress our freedoms and keep us at home so the government can control us. Blah 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 blah. Um, and I can, I've seen that a lot. You know, I've that they that. used to this to suppress our, our freedoms and shit. Um, they're keeping us at home so they can put up the 5G things. <laughs> they're really controlled. I, so, well, I they're want keeping the 5G us... masks up. I'm just getting sick and tired, right, of shit being on my phone yeah. and getting shit internet because, you know, some twat has, has parked his van in front of the shitty 4G mask down the road. I just... want 5G. I want super fast bro- uh, Wi-Fi. And if all you fuckers don't, piss off to one of those islands out in the fucking Shetlands and, I don't know, fuck sheep and grow grass or something. It There's a lot of... There will always be a percentage of conspiracy theorists, right? Mm. Whenever anything happens, there will always be a certain percentage of people that think that they know better than what they're being told. Yeah. The sheer amount of people in the last couple of months I've seen who are like... They're suppressing our freedom. They're doing it. Yep. It is boggling the amount of people that think a government that can't even fucking run the simplest of things <laughs> is capable of putting off something like this. Mm-hmm. Like they prove time and every week they prove that they can't do the simplest things <laughs> for us. Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking clever enough and diabolical enough to create this entire thing and have not one person come out and whistleblow about it. And you can, the main thing that amazes me is right. You can tell that these are a certain type of people who re- resemble a popular pork steak product because they, they only look at what's happening here. Hmm. It's like, Oh, they're suppressing my freedoms by telling me to only go out to exercise. And when I have to, or, you know, if I really feel like it and would it be, could I very nicely actually please stay at home if I wouldn't mind too much. You look at somewhere like fucking Italy and, and Spain during the oh, proper yeah. actual lockdowns where they had not only police, but military patrolling yeah. the streets to keep you indoors. When you were allowed um, like 50 yards away from your house, that was it. You in could, some cases, you, could, you weren't allowed out yeah. at all. You had to you had to have a note from you know the local officiating body to go to the fucking supermarket to buy food. You know, just you had to get authorised to do that. And it's just like these the people like... The fact that these people are protesting without getting arrested shows you that, shows that they have rights. Yeah. It's like if they were oppressing you, then you wouldn't be there. You'd you'd have been arrested the moment you, you arrived. Or, yeah. you know, because some of these people are so fucking daft and they join these public Facebook groups and say, oh, I'll be down there. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going to protest to protect my fucking rights. Then the moment you walked out of your house, you would have been arrested. That yeah. would be oppression. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't. 
that would be sensible. But we don't have the resources to stop people doing that. In fact, uh, my my personal belief is I I posted something on Facebook the other day and I was I was un I was unsure whether I should post it or not because it could have been taken quite badly. Um, But I basically I basically pointed out that I'd reached a point with these conspiracy and anti lockdown nutters um, that I was actually advocating concentration camps for them. (laughs) Not not actual like not camps where you actually go and you not gas chambers, but basically everyone who doesn't want the vaccine compounds a compound it would be a holiday camp where you go and yeah if you don't if you're refusing to be vaccinated if you're refusing to believe that you know it's actually a thing and these these lockdowns are for the good for our health and the public good um and you're refusing to basically follow these guidelines and wear a mask and all that bullshit and you think they're going to microchip you you should all be shipped off to an island somewhere and just left there to get on with it and do what you want we with no just, governmental interference while the rest just, of us all get on with our lives and save evac- each other. Evacuate Milton Keynes, take <laughs> all the businesses out of Milton Keynes and then get all these people and just move them in. Put a big fence around Milton Keynes and say, yep. look, if you want to go about your business and do what you want to do, do it within the confines of Milton within Keynes. Within the confines can, of Milton Keynes. You can open up your businesses in the empty businesses here or you can swap premises with people that had businesses you there you can all go and but, swap saliva and do all the, the things you want to do that you're not allowed to now but yeah. you can't leave milton Keynes because the rest of us aren't cretins yeah and then just see how long it takes for, for milton Keynes to just be empty of people because yeah. they've all got covid and died and then i mean it's, it's a win-win situation because then to prevent the risk of further infection you'd have to go in and napalm the entire place raise it to the ground and rebuild it which we'd have win-win. to win con- we'd have to bring the concrete cows out there We'd have to yeah, we'd have to evacuate the concrete cows before yeah. we move in the fucktards. Yeah, yeah, we don't want them getting COVID. <laughs> Can concrete get COVID? No, we just, we just put them up in um in the Highlands of Scotland. Just put these concrete cows <laughs> in random places <laughs> and have it have it be like a like a, a day out. You just go and visit all the different concrete cows. <laughs> get some exercise. Like like they did with the sheep thing around the town the other yeah. year. All those sheep yeah. with different designs. Yeah. I know someone who stole one of those. Do you? Yeah, one of them went missing from the. I think it was in the Market Square, um, and I won't name me. I won't name any names. Um, but he was a, a well-known uh, local DJ from oh, back in. Is yeah. he the opposite? Uh, um, oh, is he the big variety of something we have a lot here? I. I have no idea what that means. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll say it and then I'll bleep it out. Yeah, do that. Uh, oh, ah, sorry, it... I thought I thought it was um, Big Smithy. No, 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 it was so many Smithies that we have, to, uh, <laughs> we, have to... <laughs> we have to give them names. Like Big, I thought maybe little... you were talking about Daves and I was like, but yeah. I don't know any Daves that are DJs. But it was either no, that yeah. or DJ Mark. I, was, I would never have thought of. No, he, he, no. Got a lot of time, for, it, got a lot of time for, for old Metal Mark. Bless oh him. yeah, me too. I mean, um, I think he needs to slow down how much he posts on Facebook. It does post an awful. Mark, if you listen to this, are you okay, man? Yeah. <laughs> between, okay, him and, between him and Rosie, I can, literally <laughs> cannot see any, anybody else. <laughs> he's basically he's just turned that. It's it's now just Rosie o'clock, just yeah. every day. Bless him. I love it because he disappeared for fucking years, and I don't. I'd see him every so often out and about somewhere, and we'd have a, a brief chat, like catch up sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I miss talking to Rosie. 
Um, but now I don't need to because yeah. he gives me hourly updates on his Facebook, which is yeah. brilliant because he always looks like he's about to go on stage with the Velvet Underground, yeah. which is just, like regardless of what he's doing or what time of day, he always looks like he's about to go on, sta- on stage with some sort of glam rock band. I don't do it very <laughs> often, but on the occasions I get excruciatingly bored i can sit and scroll through my facebook for 10 minutes and not see anything not posted by one of them two yeah i don't know what that says about my facebook settings my algorithm whatever i don't know facebook knows what you he knows what knows what you want you like hairy men yeah (laughs) you just want hairy men on your feed all day every day the rest of facebook (laughs) i'm posting things that he knows is gonna get a response yeah 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 um What else have I got here? Um, I'm saving. I'm saving one of my one of the big ones for last because I know it's going to send us off on one. But okay. um, this one, Beirut exploded on the fourth yes. of August. Yeah, I remember that. Now, now you've mentioned was, it. Yeah, the firework. I remember. Factory. I remember watching Victor. Well, it was the fireworks factory sparked it, wasn't it? But the actual explosion was caused by the incorrect storage of several tons of ammonium nitrate, which um uh, it's it's insane because it was seized some years previously by government forces from a suspected terrorist cell okay. who they thought were going to use it to make bombs because obviously it's one of the um components of of i um ieds and what have you um and then they just stuck it in a warehouse in the docks and left it there for four years right next to a fireworks factory yeah. And uh, despite various people raising complaints and saying, look, this is really dangerous, guys, nothing was done. And then it exploded. I mean, have you seen the before and after um, shots of that dock? It's mental because it's just like there's a functioning dock. There's a crater. (laughs) It's just like the two things are just wiped out. Um, um, Remember when that plane went missing? That Chinese plane went missing and no one knew knew where it was. It took the name of it. I was living in my own little bubble at the time. It took me five days before <laughs> I knew that had happened. I just went into, I was in the canteen at work and had a big TV and there was a news report about it. And I said to someone, oh, did you know a plane went missing? And they went, yeah, <laughs> five days ago. And I was just like, I really do live in my own bubble. But this one I actually found out about in relatively short amount of time. Like as soon as I got to work, someone showed me the video. Thanks to, thanks to Twitter. I, I basically discovered this in real time. Oh, because okay. within sort of minutes of the explosion happening, people in Beirut were tweeting about it and posting pictures and videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, effectively, as it was happening, it's a bit I like, was nine... just like this is insane. It was a bit like nine eleven, in that respect. That yeah, a lot of the footage you see from nine eleven now is just people who are in their apartments filming it. Like I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, it's... but it was it's really weird because with things with things like or, Instagram and Twitter probably, now, probably when we caught bin laden because that was live on twitter before anybody had yeah before any of the news agencies got hold of it there were a lot of people that were like there's helicopters in the vicinity oh my god there's (laughs) troops what's going on and then we found out a couple of hours later that that's where bin laden was yeah it's it's weird because in sort of like modern cities i mean we saw it with the the shootings on london bridge oh yeah 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 um stuff like that um was being sent you know videos and stuff were being put on social media I mean, people were live streaming it. People that yeah. were in the buses and that that were stopped were live streaming footage of the events. So it's like, you know, the world was watching. And that's one of the, one of the reasons I love 
one of the things that I really love about social, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like, but I love about social media is that fact that you're getting a view. Unfiltered. Unfiltered, yeah. exactly as it's happening. You've not got some pundit giving you, you get that later in the day and in the weeks that follow, you know, one news agency spins it this way, another oh, one yeah. spins it that way, and everyone's got their thing. But you're everyone's getting live streams there just from Joe Bloggs public on the street who's seeing it happening and giving you that feed completely unfiltered to draw your own conclusions and actually see what happened. It's not edited. Yeah. It's not cut in a certain way. Um, and that's brilliant because, and you Every, see it as it's happening. All of the official sources of news and update, constant fucking 24-hour updates, they, oh, God, this is like my theme for 2020, <laughs> but they all have an agenda. They yeah. all, they're, the people that are genuinely in charge are like 50 people replaced at the top of the conglomerate. Yeah. And they all have an agenda, whether they're a liberal organization or a conservative or whatever they are, they all have an agenda and they will all filter the news that they want you to know to further their agenda. Yeah. But like you said, when you've got actual unfiltered people on the streets, live streaming it, filming it, putting it on the internet with no hope of like i'm gonna monetize monetize this yeah. and then put that footage into the hands of somebody with an agenda it's just no this is it this is what happened i filmed it it's yeah. it's free and it's liberal but at some point it can be it's got there's got to be a, a bad side to it right there's got to I be a, a bad side because everything is captured and everything is broadcast and it's very easy for that sort of footage to to be misused yeah um and yeah as we've discussed before we are i am so glad that this sort of technology didn't exist when i was a youngster because oh yeah there are so many things i did when i was younger which there are no record of and yeah. there should never be a record of because they were stupid things they would have caused me trouble they would cause embarrassment oh and shit yeah. like that. But these days everything is captured somewhere so you know our lives are a bit like this podcast. Like we will reveal certain things yeah. to you that we don't mind you hearing. And then even if we do say something that we're like, Oh, second thoughts, I don't want that out there. It will be edited out. We can edit that out. Yeah. But if you were to get a unfiltered glimpse of our lives, I mean, for a start, you'd be really fucking bored. Yeah. Especially these days. Nothing Huge portions of it would, would, would send you to sleep. But there's times when, We've got up to mischief, mischief. stuff that if we were hanging around with the wrong person who had a camera phone, like yeah. we'd be in some deep shit right now. We were, we were, I think I was talking about this uh, at work. Yeah, it must have been because we were talking about like uh, recruiting and stuff like that um, and use of social media. Um, because you know everyone's got everyone's heard a horror story. Anyone that works in HR has heard a horror story oh, about yeah. someone who applied for a job. And a lot of a lot of big companies these days will go online on social media oh, and try do, to yeah. find your profile because you know. And there's there's you know what someone was saying um, they went for a job at a uh, big pharma company. Okay. And they'd been offered the job, they'd accepted, and they were on track to be starting and they were doing their due diligence thing, you know, getting yeah. references and shit. And as part of that, their HR department went away and rooted around online with there's, there's a tool that uh, our company uses, um, which you know, we aren't using You get various modules that do various things. And it's all around recruitment. Yeah. Um, we're using just a basic bit, which just manages the, the whole recruitment process. But you can get a module which we specifically declined 
which will go away and search all these various different social media feeds and the internet <coughs> databases to find stuff on that person and gives you a report. So you can then go and view this. And apparently someone was using this at this pharma company and they found one of their social media accounts, reviewed it and and then called them up and said, actually, no, uh, we've reviewed your references and done our due diligence and we're going to have to withdraw the job offer. Yeah. And they didn't get it because of something they posted on Facebook or something like that. I mean, we, this is why you never use your real name online, guys. But <laughs> this is why 2021 will have the rebranding of me. The rebranding of you. Um, and and but... I will shut down all my, all my other social media. <laughs> um, but we know someone that is incredibly talented and had an opportunity. You told me this story, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. Had an opportunity to go and work for someone that's quite big in the field that they love, um, who said to them, maybe you should you know brand wise you should yeah not be saying that stuff on your social media yeah. because we can't work with you now but you know in future we would like to but if you not... manage your brand in the yeah. future we can work with you but yeah because you know they were putting stuff out there that wasn't on brand and they didn't want to be associated with so it wasn't start... anything bad it's just the sort of shit that you say on social media to your friends yeah. but it had become part of that person's brand so they've now had to i knew like Twitter, whole not... new one and they've locked down their previous one and yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of um I, i'm friends with quite a few sort of artists of some form or another and they've had to do that you know they've got <laughs> their they've got their official one and yeah. then they've got their personal one and their personal one is very locked down and is only open to select people that their, their official one is the face of their brand sort of thing yeah and that's why we have one it doesn't help you know we have our own official facebook and social oh, medias yeah. and all that shit i mean it doesn't help that i keep retweeting and sharing shit on our personal one no. but then to be honest if you listen to this podcast then i'm not saying anything on my personal twitter that i wouldn't say on this podcast oh no so <laughs> you I know, just, yeah. that is on brand for us <laughs> all my shit's been set to private for years just because because i'm a private person anyway i don't want any old person being able to, and I, if somebody wants to say i'd like them to have to request so i can say <laughs> no. all but, my shit's public because i don't care um and because it's 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 all done under pseudonyms nothing's yeah. done under my real name and there is there is a big divide between that i mean unless you're going to start getting clever and using like reverse image searches and shit but <laughs> there's a question for you right if in an ideal world if your job is in hr and it's up to you to root through someone's social media to find out if they're acceptable enough to come and work for your company mm. what is the time limit you will allow them in growing up maturing because i think if i'm going 10 years mm. back and someone yeah. says something that's bad 10 years ago then I can't, I can't. They're, they're not that person anymore. No. no. I think, so, I don't think you should be able I to go back any years. further than three years. Three yeah. years. Yeah. So I think unless, unless it's something. Incredible. Incredible. Unless, yeah. I'm, unless it's me dressed as Adolf giving a salute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless it's breaking any laws. Yeah. Um, then, I yeah. And, and laws. And I think the other important thing is it's got to be breaking laws that were laws at the time. At the time. Posted. Yeah. Because. You know, and real laws, not social media laws. Not social media laws, actual, you know, laws in that location 
they were in at the time. Because if, you know, I can post something. Well, if I, Americans can go online and post pictures of themselves posing with their guns. Oh, yeah. You know, they can be posing with a fucking assault rifle for some bizarre reason, America. Um, and they can post a picture of them filleting their AR-15 if they want. And that's perfectly legal, provided they have a license for it and it's a state that allows it. They can do that. If I post a picture, so, you know, yeah. searching on social media, it, they may have moved to the UK since then and be post. But you couldn't you sh- I don't know if you can, but you shouldn't be allowed to ding them for the job on the fact that they posted that last year when they were living in somewhere that allowed yeah. it. If I went on, if you know, they were living in the UK at the time and posted oh, yeah. a picture on their social media of them flating an AR-15, then by all means, because that was illegal then, it's illegal now, it's illegal there. So, yeah, I, I think there has to be, I, I to be honest, it's I don't hard. think social media it's, should be vetted at all. But. I don't either, because it all comes, it's all down to the individual's mood in the moment right you could be really angry about something you could be heartbroken you could be whatever and then you could go online and just fire off a tweet or post a picture on instagram or whatever um it could be and then the next day you could wake up and you could be like oh yeah i don't i'm over that now or i've got some perspective or yeah "Yeah, i'm not so angry today you forget what you did yesterday in the heat of the moment and then two years later someone's like you said this we can't give you the job and you're like yeah but you don't understand the context of context the situation you can't like i was in a really that's not me that's just a poor reflection of me due to the fact i was in a bad mood i was heartbroken i was who hasn't done something when they're drunk that would cause them trouble at work or in some aspect of their lives but it doesn't because you did it when you were drunk so, you know, it wasn't captured. It wasn't broadcast to your employer or, you know, your entire family and things like that. Yeah. Because you, people do things like that. Nobody lives a life entirely free of sin. Yeah. Or questionable actions. Yeah. We all commit them. Even, you know, even today, you know, you might say something. I, I might get up and, I'll, and I'll, someone will have done something and I'll find out about it. And I, I'll call them abusive names. That doesn't mean I think that person is actually a cunt. I just called them that because they'd done something at that moment which vexed me to the point where I needed to vent. Now, that's nice to know after I, the way I finished the advent. Because <laughs> I'm sure every time one of them episodes turned up on your computer, there were some expletives I, sent my I, way. In, in the spirit of the season, I will confess yeah. I haven't actually listened to them. Have you not? <laughs> I haven't, no. How did you take part in the finale? Have you... Ah. Well, obviously, I listened to the finale because I was in it, but I haven't listened to the end, the, the finished product. This, I feel, is reflects well on you yeah. because it shows the degree of trust I have in in you to put out content. Because I haven't listened to it, I didn't review it. I was like, he thinks this is good enough to go out. He's happy <laughs> to put that out there. I'm happy for it to go out there. Oh, God, I gave you artistic freedom there, Steve. Richie pants. I hope I hope you haven't you haven't like done anything that I may later come to regret and it will cost me a job. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no one, no wonder you didn't laugh at my spirit of Bob the Elf joke. Um, <laughs> I did put two and two together and yeah. figure that that was the one that got raped to death by Santa. But no, 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 Bob what? the Elf. See, this is so. These are some of the bits that were really subtle that I'm really, really, really tickled by. Bob the Elf was the D&D character, right? So the Grinch was devastated about 
Bob the Elf. Oh, basically, because you haven't listened. God, this does not reflect well. well no, you don't need to explain it. I will listen to it. I just couldn't bring myself to listen to it at the time. <laughs> through fear. Through, through fear. I, yeah, I was like, I'll give him, I've given you free reign on those four days. So yeah. you did your thing. You know, you, you'll know when I've listened to it because I'll probably be phoning up. Going, what the ever-loving fuck uh, did you do? Um, <laughs> see, when it comes to the, to the other space monkeys and to the rest of the public, their silence, well, that speaks volumes. <laughs> but with you, the, the silence really made me... Like, as the longer it was going on and you weren't telling me anything, the more, <laughs> the more I was just like, I have ruined this. I have fucked this up. He is so... He is more angry with me than ever because we have the type of relationship where if I fuck up, he has no qualms in telling me. If he doesn't like something I've done, he will just tell me outright. He must be so angry that, that he's just like silent, but now it all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, um, it was just because I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, just don't. I was telling you content. <laughs> treat it like the rise of skywalker just move on with your life like it doesn't just... exist yeah. <laughs> little little bits of it will gradually filter through until i get to the point where i'm like well i've heard most of it now as we'll just sit down and listen to it and it, it hopefully it won't offend me what i'll do is i'll listen to those then i'll watch rise of skywalker so yeah. that any any bad feelings i may have about the, the the last bit of the advent will be washed away in a tide of apathy by uh, I, watching Rise of Skywalker. Until, uh, what I will say is, until the finale, I was like, you weren't involved. Like, your character was missing in action. It was gone. <laughs> so, I, I don't, I'm not, the only thing you'll probably be offended by is how badly executed it all is. <laughs> because I'm offended by how badly executed it's, it is. But, yeah. It, it'd have to be pretty bad to, to, to not be redeemed by the voice acting. Thanks to the space monkeys who were involved, because the 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 the, the voice clips, the voice notes I heard during the finale were phenomenal. Shout yeah. out to Space Monkey Zero and I can't remember what number Ashes, Space four. Monkey Four, because those voice notes they made my day listening to them. They were incredible. Lou. You both have really good like voices for for voice acting. You should yeah. both be doing that. Lou as well. Lou came through. Lou. <laughs> took some personal <laughs> liberties with the ones he did for me on the uh on the first three episodes well, i was kind of like this is the script but do it in your own way and he bought jokes he bought he bought the sound of a dial-up modem he bought so much <laughs> stuff to it and i yeah i really want to shout lou out because doing that, that that live recording with lou was hilarious oh, yeah. he just kept dying like yeah. we thought we'd killed him at least twice during that recording and it was only 40 minutes yeah <laughs> I like literally we finished and I was sitting there thinking like should I text Rooney and ask him to go through with his threat of writing a D&D scenario because I really want to play D&D with Rooney and Lou like every day because <laughs> that was so fun that's that's on my list of things to do for 2021 I'm gonna have to invest some money buy some dungeon master manuals and I, I am going to I'm going to host D&D because I'm fed up waiting for other people to do it so that I can there's, play a grumpy dragonborn paladin again there's a there's a moment where you where you can almost hear the moment where Lou realizes what's going on because <laughs> it starts and Lou's like, I know I've heard this before, but I, I don't know how the process they went through making it. I don't know how much got cut out. 
Like they may have had a really super serious game and just cut out all the super serious stuff and left us for the funny stuff. So he's trying to play along. He's like, can I do this? Can I do that? And all this. Yeah. And then eventually there's a moment where he kills <laughs> a load of Christmas critters and he goes, oh. Oh, yeah. You can basically yeah. hear that penny dropping as he's just like, so so they didn't edit all the serious stuff out. It's just bullshit from start. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not here to play the game. I'm just here to to take, just, just go where I'm led. And then basically <laughs> involved. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. And after if that, you, yeah. if you um, haven't listened to it, guys, if anyone out there hasn't listened to the, the con- even just the conclusion of that four part epic uh, from the advent released on the 24th, just go and listen to it. It's worth it just to basically hear Lou just wetting himself in his living room. <laughs> and it explains a lot because you laugh. I was listening back to it while I was editing it and you're laughing the whole way through it. And all the time I'm thinking, if he really hates it, why is he laughing so much? <laughs> did you feel, did you see the video? Have you did you watch the really recording back? No, not the video. No, oh, so you missed Jack Skellington making a a, a brief flyby visit to uh, disapprove of the whole Sally section. No, no, I will. I'll go and watch what, that. Watch video. the video back because you were very you. That was about the point where you said no. I've got to. I can't look at the yeah, video. Yeah, I've got yeah. to read this. And that's when Jack Ske- and Lou just lost it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, times, so I did. I did glance up from my book and I just see there's just no Lou. He's just buried. It's it's just, just... He's just on the floor. <laughs> um, so I have I have one more thing, which. Maybe slightly contentious. I don't know how this will go down. If it goes down really badly, I'll cut it out. Okay. But one more date. Uh, the most recent date that I actually wrote down, the 3rd of November, which was effectively the day President Watsit lost the White House. Now, I know we're not American, and we we still have a cunt running the show. And the guy that's going to be running the show over there is just a the lesser of two evils i suppose um but seeing the racist sexist smug probably mentally unhinged muppet lose his presidency and by extension the 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 shield which has been protecting him for the last four years yeah it it just improved it was right at the end of the year and it it just improved the mood of the year for me just a bit just seeing him and and the uh i think the icing on the shit flavored cake was his final, his press conference that he called outside oh, yeah, yeah. four seasons landscaping rather than the four seasons hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and the number of people who went on Twitter before the actual, before the press conference actually happened, once the location had been announced and just went there and just stood there and was like, look, this is where the press conference and took pictures. And it just blew up the fact that the, the, the Trump, campaign had called uh, a a press conference about the 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 election in the parking lot of a fucking single unit landscaping company just it was it was the crowning achievement in 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 45's presidency i just (laughs) yeah it's a it's a landmark Mm. but is it i don't know after a couple of weeks after the election I stopped paying attention. Is it? Has yeah. he stopped trying to sue people now? Uh, is I he still fighting? 
he's he's still claiming it, it was a hoax. He's still claiming that it was all rigged and it's, it's a conspiracy and blah 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 on on Twitter. But he's largely now just being mocked. <laughs> it's, the Republican you know, Party people... like, we're not backing you anymore. Yeah, that like rats okay. fleeing a sinking ship. You know, people that are backing him of of all. Uh, they're all largely running away now and trying to ingratiate themselves with other people yeah. because they can see the way it's going. It's it's happening on the 21st of <coughs> January. He will be out of the office because, as as several people have pointed out, um, the 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 system around which the presidency is is built, uh, the people manning it, like the the most important one is the Secret Service. Yeah. They swear an oath to the office. Yeah. not to the person yeah so come the 21st of january regardless of what he says he will be leaving the office yeah. he will be leaving the building because the secret service and various other you know security forces will be moving him out and biden in so it's i just really hope we see him go to jail 2021 come on i mean the universe owes us that much for what oh there's various things tax evasion fraud oh yeah the various rape cases and things that he's been able to hush up and cuff, cover up. There are various things throughout the presidency which which should have resulted in court him. cases and yeah. and yeah and you know and basically did. time served, but didn't because he was able to exert pressure being the president to get out of it. Five a.m. January twenty second. Someone's <laughs> kicking down his door and dragging him out of bed. Oh, I really hope I really hope it's Obama. Yeah. I really just like Obama and friends are just there, just kicking him, kicking the door down, arresting him because that would be just, and then just teabagging him there on the doorstep. <laughs> I just think this year has really rammed home to me that politics doesn't really work. Yeah. Like, and this is only the this is the first year that I've really paid attention to it. Like, because before that, like I said, with the plane that we're missing, I lived in my own bubble. But once. <laughs> Once that first press conference happened, something in my head clicked and was just like, you really need to start paying attention because be paying like, attention, yeah. shit's kicking off now. This ain't just some plane. This is like the whole fucking world is about to burn to burn like Australia. Um, so since I started actually paying attention, I just don't think politics works. The current the current system is it's the broke. system's broke. It's just we will tell you whatever we think you need to hear to to vote us in and then we're going to do whatever we yeah. want within the confines of what we can do I think depending the on the worst thing is is that the mask has slipped previously you know even even with bad governments before it was you know we we suspected that they were doing bad things behind the scenes and were actually you know were, were shafting us and things came out years later to reveal no yeah that was the case but up front they were pretending they were at least maintaining yeah. the charade the current government is just like fuck you we don't like you um yeah. and fuck you again and we're just kind of in a situation where we th there's those of us who are watching it and going did they really just say fuck you we don't like you and then you've got their their apologists and and those people who put them there and still some reason defend them or being like oh no no well, what he meant was i would like to love you yeah that's definitely what he meant by saying fuck you i don't like you is, um i would like to love you because i love you i don't like you i love you and it's just like no they are we are actively being screwed right yeah. now and it's non-consensual they're wearing a double ender 
and it's hurting. And at the moment, we're just kind of laying there or asking for more. It's like we something needs to change. There's there's somebody we know. We both know him um, from the Square Square days, who is very prolific posting on social media. He he has been advocating basically to smash the system probably since sometime in the the seventies. But these days, he's now at the point where he he said several times he said i'm not advocating to smash the system anymore because i think we all know that needs to be done yeah. he is now absolutely convinced that at some point in the next 10 years the system will break itself and yeah, i think so something new is going to rise up and the thing is looking at it that at the the discontent covid has kind of put a damper on it because people are like okay well i want to go and campaign in the streets i want to go and and shout and and make my voice heard but it's not responsible for me to do so because of covid i could it's a it's a threat to me it's a threat to those around me but i think once everyone's vaccinated and and as this kind of shit is still ongoing i think next year we'll probably see more social unrest and upheaval i think i think there will be a year between the end of the vaccinations and the unrest because yeah. i think for that that first year everyone's people gonna are going to be distracted yeah. yeah going mental going out seeing their friends going on holiday doing all the things that they haven't been able to do for well, 18 months it'll probably be yeah. by that point and then i think a year after they've got that out of their system they'll be like oh yeah by the way you fucked that shit by up. the way yeah. fuck you mate we're coming for you yeah, yeah. i think yeah i i just and they'll all be hung over from like 12 months of partying yeah. to make up for it. So they'll yeah. be really fucking ornery. Yeah. <laughs> Just this is probably the best time to discuss it. Using retrospect and hindsight. How would you personally have dealt with the lockdown situation? <laughs> and I'll start because I actually thought I knew I was going to bring this up. So I thought <laughs> with hindsight and retrospect. And I mean, I've been saying this for months anyway, but I would have stayed in lockdown 1.0 until mm-hmm. the 1st of December. Because, I mean, there was one graphic that showed me everything. It was a, it was like the United Kingdom. Mm. And then every area had a colour, depending on what, how many cases they had. Like yeah, lighter yeah. colours were low, darker colours were higher. And yeah. they they played it through the whole lockdown, and you watched all the things change. So you watched them all go from white to slight like pastel colours to the height of it, where it was just the whole country was fucking like dark purple. And then you yeah. watched it go back again. And yeah. by the end of the first lockdown, half the country was basically white, and the other yeah. half of the country was these very light shades, very now, pastel shades. Yeah, yeah that Ooh. tells me. If we'd stayed in lockdown till December 1st, those numbers, the whole country would have been white. The whole country would yep. have had, there would have been so minimal, there would not be a lighter sh- light, light enough shade of colour to show yeah. you what those numbers would have been. Then, on December 1st, we could have been like, right, done, go, enjoy your month. Yep. Have the entire month of Christmas. We'll <laughs> review this again on the 1st of January, but for the next month, go out, buy your presents, spend that would have boosted the economy far more than go to these restaurants. We'll pay for you to have half off. You know what I mean? We yeah. would have had to have taken a hit, a few more trillion pounds. But at this at this point, we're 
trillions and trillions of pounds in oh, debt. Right? Yeah, the we're deficit has get, increased so massively. We're that never going to get out of it. By coming out of lockdown three, four months early, you didn't save yourself that much. You just no. stopped a couple of extra zeros on the end of that debt. You're never, you're never as a and, government, going to be personally responsible for getting us out of. Because and killed probably, hundreds more people. Yeah, thousands, hundreds That's, of thousands of more people worldwide. Yeah. But, you know, in this country, oh, yeah. thousands. But if we'd stayed till the 1st of December when the numbers were so low, we could have just opened up, said, go mad for December. And people yep. would have gone fucking mad. They would have spent money that Lance spent throughout this whole lockdown. They would yeah. have really gone above and beyond because they would have been like, yes, finally, we can enjoy life again. Let and loose, yeah. You would have seen the economy bounce back in a way that it's not really going to probably happen again until next Christmas now. No, it's... I, I was looking at some figures this morning. Um, obviously, I was looking at various things for, for my notes and that. Um, and I saw some some rather startling figures that the 21st of December, there were forty over 40,000 people tested positive on the 40, on, on the 21st of December in England alone. Yeah. Not even the entire UK, just England alone. Um, and hospital admissions for COVID-19 are at the point they were at, at their peak in March and April. Yeah. And, you know, they're at that peak. But the thing is, in March and April, we had the big lockdown, which brought numbers down again. Yeah. So that was their peak. They're at that point now and numbers are still going up. Yeah. It's just things it's, are worse than ever. Yeah, things are worse than ever, and we're still not in a proper lockdown, and the government's still being all wishy-washy about things. It's and the difference between March and now is that people were more than willing to jump on the bandwagon in March and be yeah. like, "We've got to do the right thing." But people have just are so sick and tired of all the missteps, all of yeah. the you can Back do this, forth, you can't do that. The U-turns, the lies, it's just... So we're going to do tears. Oh, no, tears aren't working. Rah, rah, rah. Oh, no, we've we've created more tears now. The, the mood of the nation is one of just like, oh, I'm so over this. Yeah. And that is the problem that we're going to face going forward. People are Until sick of it. Until everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. Pe- people are sick of it because of the, like we said, with the, the moving goalposts. Yeah. And the U-turns and the lies and just the bullshit um and, and that's kind of combined with uh contempt for the government yeah. because I, I i haven't watched many of the live press conferences and the broadcasts just because i cannot stand most of i just can't stand to watch them i watched the um, first 75 percent then it got to a point where they were just telling you the same shit they were telling you every yeah. other time and then I watched the one where he basically cancelled Christmas because I, well, I watched the one it on important. Is it the twenty third. Yeah, I think I watched that one. It was the most recent one I, I watched, um, and it was just aside from what's his name, Professor Witty. I like him. Witty. Yeah, he he just always looks. I I, I think I described it on uh, on Twitter as it he it looks like he wants to just start screaming. Oh my God, this is it. Stay the fuck at home. Yeah. It's a disaster. Oh, lockdown. For everyone, nobody leave your houses for the next six months. But he can't say that. And he looks like someone is off screen pointing a gun at him, telling him what to say. And he someone else like... responded said to it that he's he's screaming. His eyes are screaming. 
He's a because bit he like, knows that it's fucked. He's a bit like Bruno in Die Hard. Like he's there <laughs> trying to save the country. Yes. And yes. then every time he, he turns around and looks at the other podium, he sees the police officer, Boris, who's just like, nah, it's all good. We don't need to worry about Mate, that. No, it's all good. You can go out and, and exchange spitting in each other's mouths for, for Christmas. Um, you know. I just, you, you're obsessed with spitting in people's mouths. I, I just can't. <laughs> un- the thing that really sticks out to me is how, why, why didn't somebody just tap Boris on the shoulder and say, this is the worst idea you've ever had. Was the eat out to help out? Yeah. It's even when you get down to the intricacies of doesn't work when you go for a drive through. It only works when you go into the when restaurant. When you go into a restaurant. So it only works when you do the one thing you should definitely not be doing. The one thing that right. we've been telling you for the past God knows how many months not to do. Now yeah. it's fine. Go out, do it. We'll financially compensate you by saving you money. It's all good. Only for like three weeks later to be like, no, stay in your like stay at home that. because suddenly we've got a big spike in infections. Hmm. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely the students. It's all the students that we told it was perfectly safe to go back to university, back to their digs. It's them. They've done it. Um, now they're not allowed ooh. to come home for Christmas. And now they can't come three home. Weeks and it's like, okay, there's been enough people kicking off. You're now allowed to come home for Christmas, but you might have to be tested. I saw something. Someone was talking about um, their their kid who's at uni, um, yeah. and them and all their housemates were there. And obviously, they were told we were told like the week before Christmas, it's okay. Everyone can come back for Christmas to to be with their families. Great. So all of these people, none of them went out and did shopping, made any plans for Christmas at all to stay where they were. They were like, right, well, I'm yeah. going home. And then they were told like fucking three days later, actually, no, you've all got to stay where you are. But you're also all in tier four, so. So there's all these, there were a lot of uni students who had no money, no food, yeah. and were suddenly being told, no, you've got to stay there for the next, like, yeah. well, an, in, a, an undefined amount of time. They're going to review the, the, the current tiers on the 30th. Students um, that budgeted their student loan to get them to Christmas. To Christmas, when they were going to be going go home, home for three weeks. Eat yeah. off their parents for three weeks, and yep. then get their next instalment. Students yep. that also haven't been able to go to work and yep. work in the certain sectors that they've all been laid off money, like bar work uh waitressing the hospitality sector in general gets yep. a lot of people that but the last restaurant i worked in a lot of the, a lot of the wait staff were just there on their summer holidays working yep. there about or just finished school about to go to uni or come back from uni and then when they go back to uni they've got the same job but somewhere there yeah. But all these industries are shut down. So you've got all these kids that are fucking skint, are budgeted, but have now run out of their budget because the, the moment their budget was meant to, like, they had to get to, has now been extended. They yeah. can't work. They're all stuck in digs, like, away from their... F- it's just bullshit. It's, it's, it's inhumane. There are... There, I know... I saw several uh, instances and things and people discussing how when that was announced when basically christmas was cancelled um they had 24 hours before it actually came into effect so many people jumped into their car went and collected their kids and brought them back because they were in that situation where it was like this it was like i can i can bend the rules go and rescue my child and bring them home for christmas in the next 24 hours or I can leave them living off of two tins of beans and half a sausage for the next three weeks 24 hours is 
it's not optimistic. I mean, I watched that press conference yeah. for four o'clock on a Saturday, but I, I gave up with it once they started to questions. So yeah. what we're saying about quarter to five, by quarter past five, I was sat in a hairdresser's getting a haircut yeah, because everything shut down. And then like an hour after that, I was in Billericay, um with my mum delivering presents to my nephew who was two, who was really excited about spending Christmas with his family. Yeah. We had to take his presents down, so he had his presents. And then, like, literally got home, and there was, like, two hours till that was it. Martial law. Not allowed to do anything. So, it's just nuts. It's not, like, why they couldn't have said that on Saturday and said, okay, starting Monday morning. Mm. You've fucked us over so many times in the past. One extra day where people could go out Shop yep. in non-essential shop. They needed to deliver their presents, do what they had to do. It was fine. I mean, I sat, oh. I sat waiting for my haircut and realised it finally dawned on me about ten minutes before I got to the front of the queue. Like, you don't need a haircut. You're not going out anywhere. No one's going to see you. <laughs> no one's going to fucking see you. But I was <laughs> dead set that like I was going to go and get a haircut for Christmas. And then when he said everything was shut, I went anyway. But at the same, it was just. Give us the 24 hours so people what, can do stuff. Yeah, I walked out of the hairdressers, right? And down to Asda Car Park. And the queue at Asda Car Park. So bearing in mind, this is six o'clock. So yeah. the press conference had been finished an hour at most. The queue lapped, went all the way down from Asda up to like Matalan and all the way down to the end of TK Maxx. Yeah. That was within an hour. And then the roads were just jammed in a way they weren't jammed when I drove to get my haircut. Because everyone's suddenly panicking. My phone's blowing up with people going, Oh my God, everything's cancelled. If you want anything, you have to get it tonight. Which is another bit of misinformation because the shops were still open. The day essential food shops, which is what everyone was queuing for, still open. Well, that's the thing. I was I very nearly rushed out then and there. It's only when we actually I actually stopped and and spoke to my my mum and we realised we could still go ahead with what we planned anyway. Um, I was putting my coat on grabbing the shopping bags to go out and get it because we'd planned to go to my mum's. Yeah. So we had nothing in the house for, for Christmas day or anything. Like I said, we'd eaten all the crap out of the house to make sure we yeah. had space for stuff. Um, when we did a proper shop after Christmas, um, and I was about to, and, and you know, you had a lot of people who wouldn't have been going out that weekend oh, yeah. or last week, they would have been sat at home instead, or they'd yeah, have been, if they were traveling elsewhere or were going to go shopping, they'd have done it during the day off peak. But they didn't. They suddenly had like fucking all a went. few hours. Yeah, and all went at once and all queued. And it's like, are you really surprised there was a massive spike off the back of that? Yeah. Because you had all these people suddenly crammed together who would have been spaced out over the course of a week doing it in like 12 hours. Yeah. It's like there was, there was footage from. Not, um, not only are these people putting themselves at risk by being around other people, but they're queuing in like one, two degree weather. So it's bloody freezing. So. You know, the amount of like other illnesses that are going to come off the back of that. Yeah. On top of, oh, it's just. It was, it either should have been done effective immediately or it should have been announced the week before. Yeah. Or just on the Friday. Here's your weekend. Go mad. Eyes of Monday. We're locking down. Yeah. But, so do everything you need to do this week. Yeah. But, well. I think we're going to be in some sort of lockdown until everyone's been vaccinated. I think well, it won't be everyone. It will be until it's a critical mass of people being vaccinated because you reach a certain point where the virus just cannot can't reach enough people to infect yeah, yeah. to stay virulent and it basically peters out. 
Um, I don't think they'll ever complete uh, in this generation 100% vaccination for COVID-19. Oh, no. no. But it will reach a point where the virus basically dies out because it can't find new hosts. Yeah. Um, but, but what with these new like mutations and new strains they're announcing? Like, and viruses the, do that all the time. I know. But I've been saying this since the beginning. The flu vaccination is a different vaccination every year because it is tailored yeah, to but the, flu the most virus prevalent. Is different to the coro- to coronavirus. Coronavirus in various forms has been around for fucking oh, yeah. ever. That's, that's why and, it's COVID-19. And, yeah, exactly. So, and we've never bothered with a vaccination with it because there's never been one that's as, as deadly and as virulent yeah. as this one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, 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 the vaccine will work because it works at like, it affects the core of it rather than, do we know that that, that particular well that's their scientific that's, evidence that's what they're saying at the moment yes i watched yeah but come on what have they been saying all along don't worry you don't have to wear a mask now wear a mask do this do that like it's, at it's the end of the speculation. day we're, we're not epidemiologists so we no, but we simply all, don't know they all stand on tv and they say there's no evidence to suggest that, that <laughs> aside from the spread rate this is any worse than anything else yes fair enough you're telling people that but what you're leaving unsaid is there's no evidence to suggest that the vaccine is going to work on this <laughs> on, on, on this mutation that it isn't more deadly like you know what i mean you're telling people what you, what they want to hear but you're leaving out the important parts which are which a lot of people aren't cynical enough to see which aren't is cynical enough to question yeah enough time hasn't passed that you don't really know anything about these new mutations <laughs> Jesus, you're optimistic, aren't you? <laughs> the more I pay attention, the more I find that I the more I can see why the majority of people are just oblivious. Because not everybody's like paying really paying attention enough to ask the questions that need to be asked. Like it's all well and good you telling us there's no evidence to suggest this, this, this. But there's no evidence at all is yeah. what you really should be saying. There's no evidence to suggest anything because it hasn't been long enough for us to have gathered enough information to get evidence. Oh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> but wow. we should we should end on a positive. So what are you looking forward to about 2021? Um finally being able to have my birthday party from last year or from oh, this year because yeah. <laughs> i summer put, golf party one year summer golf party, which I, I i've got playlists for i've got a box full of decorations and stuff up in the loft now i went out and bought a new outfit the good thing is it does give me an excuse to buy another new outfit um and it may even be a, a, jo- a joint birthday party this year because obviously we're not gonna be able to do anything for amy's now either which is next week um so it's like, yeah, it may end up being a, a, a massive joint birthday party once once it's safe to do. It probably still won't be on my birthday because be on Halloween again, but yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna get pushed back to sort of late summer, like early autumn, I think. But um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl because I really double cross my fingers that the box can get there, and even <laughs> if they don't, the Super Bowl's Super Bowl's always. A spectacle um i'm looking forward to the euros you will get me bugging you to drink beer and watch football in the summer it's all right <laughs> I, I i fully expect you to say no um yeah i'm looking forward to the day that we can finally do this podcast the way that 
I dreamed of doing podcasts for years before yes. we actually started one in the same room. That was that's gonna be a mind boggling. Looking forward looking forward to a board game night that yes. we haven't been able to have like all year. I'm looking forward to being able to get guests on our pod properly. Yeah, properly. Um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to the other plans that we've alluded to. Um just I'm looking forward to being out and go shopping. I'm looking forward to being out and just get get Amy, get the child, and just go and saunter around the shops for a few hours on the Saturday afternoon, which we haven't done since yeah. fucking like March. <laughs> it's one of those I'm simple looking... pleasures that I didn't realise how much I enjoyed doing it. Me and Amy were talking about this the other day. We didn't realise how much we enjoyed doing that. Just not looking for anything in particular, just wasting time sauntering around yeah. just until we couldn't do it. And now you know, we are stuck at home. And when you go out, it's like mask on, go here, get what I need, go there, get what I need, get in the car, go back home. Yeah, there's no browsing anymore, is there's there? There's no browsing, no. I'm depressing. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to having a night out. Do you know what? For years, <laughs> like the longer I spent in a relationship, the more I was like, I'm cool. I'll just hang out with her. I don't need to go out. I don't need nights out. I don't need to do any of that stuff. I will just ruin the day after because I'll be, <laughs> I'll be hungover. Like I'll just hang out with her. Now I'm single. I'm yep. like, I need to get out. I need to find like some loose women. You, you're Rosie. Yeah, me and Rosie go out. Wingmen. Some, yeah. <laughs> <You> team up. <laughs> Women of the you world, along. you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> yeah. I'll, bring you, I'll bring you along just to make sure we're doing it right. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to stand back and watch you two just go at it, hammer and tongs. It's like, oh, love me. My penis hasn't been touched in 18 months. Don't touch it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, but the thing I'm mostly looking forward to about this year is uh, 2021. Um, I fit, something dawned on me this year, and that is that I spent vast parts of my life doing things because other people thought they were the right things for me to be doing. Mm. And I was always just trying to please other people. 2021 is the year that I please myself in a less that sounds really dirty. Well, you heard it here, folks. 2021, the year Steve just masturbates. Yeah. 2021. 12 the... months. <laughs> 2021 is the year that I figure out how to make myself happy instead of worrying about making other people happy. So you can and make I sure you finish first from now on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to foreplay because you can get theirs out of the way and then it doesn't matter how long you last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to refute that, but you are so right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, right? This is coming out of left field, but you just made me think of something here. Gay men. Yes. Do they bother with foreplay? I mean, I can imagine with lesbians, it is just all foreplay because women are all about that shit. But gay guys, do they literally just go straight to bang, bang, bang? Right. You roll over. Bang, bang, bang. And that's it. From my very limited understanding of their lifestyle, there are there are tops and there are bottoms, right? Like there are with men and women. There are tops and there are bottoms. So yeah. maybe they're not both pounding each other. Maybe. I mean, I'm a switch, so you yeah. know. I, yeah, we know. <laughs> um, but there are also like people have certain things they're into, right? Some people really enjoy getting blowjobs. Others aren't that fast as long as they get to penetrate. And I imagine it's the same 
in that in that lifestyle too. It's yeah, like nice. there are some people that that just love sucking dick. Don't necessarily want to get pounded in the ass, but love sucking dick. And there are other people that oh, love getting pounded I'm in the ass, but don't want a facial. I mean, yeah. there probably are uh, you know, couples out there who just one one flip one over, bang him, then they flip over the other side and bang them. Um, assuming you know they're paired up like that. But I mean, you know, metaphorically speaking, speaking, yeah, they just go straight in, do what whatever they each want, get theirs, and then just get on with it. Because I just imagine, I know what I'm like. Um, it's like ah, oh, just be like masturbating, but with another person. I don't know. The foreplay is in general for for for, for the female party. I enjoy to get the them. foreplay the most personally. That's the bit I enjoy the most is the foreplay. Yeah. I, I I enjoy the bit it's afterwards. Just like where I, can, I enjoy the bit afterwards where I can mark it on the calendar. <laughs> Another notch in the bedpost sort of thing, you know. Um, <laughs> why are we talking about this? I don't. Know. I have no idea, but it's a good way to end the episode. Right, rating. What's, what's the score for 2020? Uh, minus 10. Minus, no, see, see, I was just going to give it a flat zero, but there flat have zero, been good zero. I have spent an awful lot of time with, with the family, an awful lot of time. I've spent more time with my yeah the family this year. I've been working from home, so I've saved money on that, and I'm not commuting. You know I'm going to give it a free, and the free is based on the podcast. Yeah. And it's based on discovering not rediscovering things that i hadn't seen in 20 years yeah. discovering akira and finally starting to, like really <laughs> instead of just watching it for the sake of watching it appreciating it um oh discovering sir terry and the disworld that yeah. is why yeah I, I'm, I'm giving it a five a five i'm giving it a five based yeah. on podcast podcast ancillary and the fact that I had an excuse not to leave the house for big parts of the year. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm giving 2020 a a four because Ooh. yeah, it's like I said, there have been positives to it. They've been more personal positives than mm. than sort of like the big global ones and things like that. But yeah, I am working from home. I much much prefer working from home because it saves me two hours of commuting a day. Oh, it yeah. saved me it saved me like 200 quid a month on fuel. It's just, yeah, you know, things have become in 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 some ways a lot easier. I am spending more time with the family because I'm here yeah. more often. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been shit, which is why it's only getting. <laughs> they'd four, probably give it a one out of ten because they'd probably that, give it a one out of ten. I know Cody would because I know, I know Cody would because despite what people may think, I am the figure of authority when it comes. I am that parent that you know does the bollocking and and and. You know, inf- actually enforces the rules because Amy is such a soft touch. Um, is it because you want to, though, or is it because Amy winds you up to the point that you go and do it? No, that's something if, I've seen a lot in my life. It's because if one of us doesn't do it, <laughs> it won't yeah. get done. And Amy is is far too soft with the child. He gives her the wobbly lip or the yeah. the puppy dog eyes, and she just melts. Me, oh. I'm far more cynical. So <laughs> basically, like me and pops, like. <laughs> she just got me wrapped around her little finger. She gets away with murder. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I have to be the bad guy. So, yeah. uh, well, there we go. 2020 gets a combined score of nine. I can't believe it. I can't believe That's shocking. If you told me before this episode that it would be getting nine out of 20, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> it's, the, it's the first thing we've reviewed 
that hasn't it's made it double figures, double yeah. figures. Um, close as it managed yeah so there we go that was 2020 happy new year to you all um, in like a, a day or so whenever because this comes out on Wednesday so uh, happy new year for tomorrow um, do, do your thing find what you love believe in it positive things will happen good riddance 2020 you suck <laughs>